Hey everybody, Matt, Jess and Dave here. Sorry Jess, just butting in quickly to let the listeners know that I'm going to be in Sydney uh, this week coming up the 8th to the 12th of May and uh, you can get tickets now via mattsfieldcomedy.com then going straight to Brisbane on the 16th to the 19th. So tickets for my show Dry Dryer. In Sydney and Melbourne. Sorry, Matt, I'll just cut you off there. I just need to tell everyone that our quiz show, our web series is out right now. Do go on the quiz show. You can see it on Stupid Old Channel for free on YouTube. Type in, do go on the quiz show, and you can see three episodes right now covering topics like Google, Queen Victoria, the Olympics, and we've got five more episodes coming up. So like and subscribe, whatever that means. They are big topics too. And I said Sydney and Melbourne. I meant Sydney and Brisbane. Anyway, let's get on with the show. I'm still here too. (laughs) Oh, hey, Jess. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and Welcome to another episode of Do Go On. My name is Dave Warnicky, and as always, I'm here with Jess Perkins. Hello, Jess. Hello, David. How are you? I'm. I wish I was never born. <laughs> Good to hear it. Well, maybe a couple of chaps that will change that tune. Filling mm-hmm. in for our main man, Matt Stewart, who is uh, away ill this week, mm. and he is such a powerful presence. We needed not one, <laughs> yes. but two people to replace the great man, and they are greats themselves. Mm-hmm. Would you please welcome to the show today, Adam Carnavale and Jackson Bailey? Whoa! Hey, we do deserve an applause. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. So. yeah. Hell yeah! I kept that going. A little longer, which is embarrassing for my own applause. Uh, no, it's, always, it's always embarrassing being the last person clapping. Yeah, especially for yourself. Yeah. yeah. But there's only four people, four people in a room. You, everyone's going to do it. Still yeah. good. God, Whatever you are, keep clapping. That was Adam that time. Yeah, Adam was the last clap. Well, I didn't want to do it again. That would have been double humiliating. Yeah. Uh, how are you both? Oh, excellent. Yeah. Never yeah. been better. I okay. could run a mile. Really? <laughs> a whole mile? One. Have you, have you ever run a mile? Uh, I Not run a mile. I've probably walked a mile. <laughs> so the answer to the question, have you run a mile, is no. Yeah, no. <laughs> I was thinking about this the other day. So you know an Ironman yes. is an event where you like you do a marathon run, you do a like 150k mm. ride and then mm. like a 5k swim in the ocean, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Super long. Big I was thinking about this. 
I don't think that I've because recently the oldest person ever has done it. Yeah, eighty years old. Yeah, that's I right. I don't think, and it took him hmm. seventeen hours, which is the limit apparently. But I don't think cumulatively in my whole life I've done an Ironman. <laughs> I have not ridden that far or swam that far. Do you think? I was just because the Ironman is three events, right? It's yes. like yeah. running. Cycling, swimming, yeah, and they think so. all after each other. Do you think if you split it across, do go on, you could do one together? <laughs> how, well, I, I'm going to look up how long the um, the ride is. And what if you did like if the Iron Man didn't work? Because there's lo- multiple like three event, uh, three event events, aren't there? There's like the one where you got to shoot something. The I did a rod. Is that an idea rod? Skiing and shooting. Oh, okay, I think. skiing and shooting. All the modern pentathlon. Matt can stay home. Yeah, mm. but that's five when you got to do the. the well, we'll come. We, we'll do that. <laughs> but, but there is the there's the triathlon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. At the Olympics. We yeah. Could, we could do that. Or there's the triple jump. I could do the hop. <laughs> Jess could do the step, and then Matt could do the jump. Yeah, that's do you, smart. Do you think? Yeah. Do you think it would be feasibly possible for it to possibly even come close to an Olympic world record? <laughs> <laughs> Three, three people. Do you think you, 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 three of you could make one Olympic athlete? And we could, and we all get a run up because usually they yeah. do it one, then the other, yeah, then the yeah, other, yeah. But if we all did a run, I'd run, do a step. Yeah, yeah. I think we could probably get fifty percent of the way. I think to you could get close. Yeah. I think you could get close. Yeah. Do you think if you ran and then stepped, you'd fall over? <laughs> <laughs> Feels like that would be really yes. hard to, yeah, go very fast and then stop one step. Yeah. <laughs> How like, many, just while, mm. uh, uh, Jesse, you looking up uh, the- I think I found it. Yeah. Of what an Iron Man is. And I think, Dave, I think you're letting us down. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, interesting. so brutal. It's a, it's, a, it's a marathon, so a 42.2K run. Okay, I'm not oh. doing that bit. Oh, my yeah, but God. I'm, but you're saying cumulatively. Yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. I reckon Matt's done that because he would when he's running consistently, oh, yes. he's doing 10K. In his sure. life, you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. I've, the cycle is 112 miles or 180K. I've done that. All right. Yeah. I have not done so that So then bit. you just need to swim <laughs> 3.8Ks. In the ocean, never done that. And never will do that. But How? you think cumulatively. 3.8's not that. Yeah. Much. That's not that how, bad. That's how big is a swimming pool? How big is a, the, the like 50 a meter? Pool? 50 meter of the Olympics? Yeah. yeah. I reckon I might have you, if you want to dump <laughs> Dave. If you want to dump Dave, Adam, I, might I am have you always on the desperate to dump Dave. <laughs> okay. We make, it, opportunity. we make it four events, and the final one is me reading sitting, a book. Reading a book <laughs> while, <laughs> while sitting in one of those like dump. Like, you know, yeah, dunk tanks. thing. Dunk yeah. tank. Oh, okay. Jackson yeah. is throwing baseballs at a target and if he hits me and Shakespeare, <laughs> entire play <laughs> book falls into the water. Great. You're going to finish that book. All right. <laughs> I'm not dunking you. I do not have the throwing on for that. <laughs> do you think if... All right, so you can do it starts up from this point forwards. Yeah. yeah. You get to do the... Iron, you have to do an Iron Man challenge, but you can start, stop whenever you're... Whenever you're ready. So you, the running part, you can yeah. run for like a, a few minutes, stop and be like, I'll come back to that later. Okay. Do you think with infinite rests, essentially, is what I'm asking. Yeah. With infinite yeah. rests, do you think you could beat a professional athlete? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do you? No. <laughs> <laughs> like, but the athlete's getting tired. They have to do it. All consecutively. Yeah, but do you, is it a time thing? Because well, I'm yeah, resting. You get, you get <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm asleep. The, the rest- this is literally the tortoise and the hare, dude. <laughs> uh, Except the, the hare, tortoise wins. the tortoise wins. <laughs> but wait, I think what you're saying is that like when you stop, the clock stops. Is yeah, that right? yeah, yeah. So yeah, like, oh. if you do it in like I just run 50 meters a day, full the, the fastest I can run. Yeah. If over several hundred days, I do yeah, that, yeah, yeah. is my time stacked up? Is that faster than? Okay, for the swimming portion, <laughs> what I'm going to do is only like 
just jump into the pool <laughs> and just measure that. Yes. Make all of your pool part the part where you kick off the wall. Exactly. Yeah. 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 You're yeah. all wall. Yeah. yeah. All wall. You yeah. could stack all power. it. You could stack it. Yeah. yeah, I think you could. I think we could do it. Yeah. I think we've got this. I've, I've, and I've looked up the triple jump. The male world record is held by Jonathan Edwards of the United Kingdom. A jump of 18.29 metres or 60 feet. I reckon I could what? throw you that link. <laughs> that counts to hammer toss. Yeah. <laughs> I just, we'll put you in a little sack and I'll get a good swing and I'll throw you. Look, we've gone, we've gotten derailed very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. We've got a topic to talk to you about. Okay. And it's not athletic based, I'm so sorry to say. No. That's okay. Uh, but for anyone who hasn't heard the show before, Jess, what do we do here? Well, we talk about Iron Men. World records. <laughs> World records. Could we beat them? Yeah. yeah. We speculate. We speculate and we never act on it. Yeah. So oh, we no. never, no one can ever prove us wrong. <laughs> but some of the the other time, we uh, take it in turns to research a topic usually suggested to us by our listeners. We go away, we read all about it, we bring it back to the others who listen politely, who never go on dog shit riffs, and, <laughs> uh, and, and are always very respectful of the report giver. And it's Dave's turn this week. We usually start with a question as well, Dave. Yes, I've got a question for all three of you, okay. and that is, you know, shout out if you know it. I, th- I think this came up on an episode recently. So or, I won't know it. So, um, <laughs> But according to Seven News in 2021, a survey in Australia found what to be the least trustworthy profession. Ooh. It's got to be something like politician or lawyer. It's going to be like one of the classics, right? Yeah. Postman. It is. <laughs> <laughs> what does he do with my packages? Yeah, don't let, I'll pick up my mail. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't want a third party involved. <laughs> it's unnecessary. I don't, don't need man. that. Okay. I don't need you feeling up my envelopes. <laughs> yeah. Get out of there. Get your grubby fingers <laughs> away from my parcels. Yeah. Yeah. Greg, my Nike's never turned up and I know <laughs> your feet look good, all right? I know what, I know what happened. You've been speedy, Greg. <laughs> I will yeah. say, Adam, you are absolutely on the money. But of the two, which do you, which are you going to lock Ooh. in? Politician. I'm going to lock it in. Bing, 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 bing. Oh, Correct. Okay. Politician. Well done. And th- that's not surprising after learning of this week's topic, Thomas Lay. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you all about this dirty politician. Oh, oh my God. Wuzzle, wuzzle. <laughs> <laughs> you can't say it in a slightly sultry voice. You can't say dirty politician yeah. like that. No, just a... Just a crook. Anyway, okay. Okay, to, to Tom, off. Thomas Lay, have you heard of him? I, I doubt you have. It's, no. no, no. He's in his heyday about 100 years ago. Okay. Oh, wow. Oh, Thomas Lay. Thomas Lay, yes. No. In his lay day. Yes. Probably about 100 years ago, right? Yes. yes. No, no, that's a politician. Yeah. yeah, okay. A dirty, dirty one. Dirty yeah. Yeah. Hey, Sorry, a dirty Who's politician. doing the report here, guys? <laughs> so, Thomas John Lay oh, okay. was born on the 28th of October, 1880 in Bath, Somerset. 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 Lovely place it's in England. It's a great place mm. to say. It's yeah. so fun to say. We went to Bath. Do you remember we went and saw the yeah. Roman baths there? Jess? I do remember that. <laughs> Beautiful. I don't think I appreciated at the time that we were in Somerset. Somerset. Yeah. Somerset. Me either. <laughs> when you drove up a one-way street. Oh, my gosh. Yes, I ro- drove down the main mall. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Bath no. Because the GPS said, go this way. And we were like in quite a big van. And I only realized when I started driving up and I saw, huh, where did they put the Christmas nativity scene in the middle of the street? Oh, no, no. <laughs> I was so wow. close to driving into baby that Jesus. Would have, oh, my, oh my God. God. So I just had to quickly pull off. That's awesome. We so. had some great driving experiences. <laughs> yeah. Great time. 
So Thomas John, like his mother was Elizabeth and his father was Henry, a butler. Okay. Mm. Which are, would you say butler? They're quite trustworthy. Uh, no, oh, unless unless they always the do murder. it. Yeah, the butler, yeah. Yeah, the butler <laughs> yeah. always did it. Sadly, Henry, the butler, died in a workhouse hospital when his son Thomas was just six years old. And shortly after, in 1886, his mother migrated to Sydney with her four children and her mother. Okay. So the family didn't have much money when they moved over. And from a young age, Leigh had to work as a paper boy and a messenger. Paper boy, almost a postman. Yeah, that's not true. trustworthy. Yeah. Not yep. trustworthy. Stop getting your grubby little fingers on middle my news. Man. Okay. No yes. more middleman. I'll go right up to the news myself. <laughs> I'll take the paper. I'll take it back to my house. If I didn't hear about it, I don't need to know. <laughs> that's like first, first hand, whatever you see. I'm going to wait on my porch. And when the paper boy throws the news at me, I'm going to hit it back with a bat. <laughs> Keep it. Knock him off the boat. <laughs> News.com.au, which has an article about this that I'll link to, writes that it was during this paper run in the wealthy areas with mansions in Sydney that he decided that he was going to one day get rich or die trying. Whoa. 50 cent style. Bad ass. I think getting rich is a great goal. Yeah. I think it just me it 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 creates a type of person mm. that is just good for the world. Exactly. So I'm just prepared to do anything yeah. to get. Absolutely. What Post- do you want to be when you're older? Rich. <laughs> okay. It's tangible. You know? yeah, sure. exactly. I want to help people. What yeah. does that mean? It doesn't mean anything. It's clear. It's, yeah. yeah. I love it. Love it's a it. middleman of jobs, yeah, to be exactly. honest, helping people. Yeah. yeah. But getting rich, yes. that's just money in the bank. <laughs> <laughs> And I mean, there's always rich people. You're never going to go out of work. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> the, the world will always need like rich exactly. people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Since time immemorial, there's been rich people. Yeah. You could be that job. That's Continue the, the if, legacy. If the pandemic taught us nothing, it mm. was that, you know, there's so few industries that have true job security. Yeah. We're mm. always going to need teachers. We're always going to need doctors. We're always going to need Richie McRich. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that's what always he going to, to need them. Yeah, that's what he wanted to be. He knew that there wasn't always going to be paper boys, but there's yeah. always going to be rich people, so that was his, his big goal. He Smart. was like, print media is... <laughs> on the way out. On the way out. <laughs> yeah. It's on the fritz. In 1860, I can tell print media <laughs> is yeah. not going to last. In 70, 80 years, this thing's dead. <laughs> okay. I'm going to get out now. <laughs> Lay went to school at Crown Street Public in Surrey Hills, where he probably would have been there at the same time as Victor Trumper, one of Australian cricket's early stars. Oh. What a small world. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what a great last name. Yeah, Victor Trumper. Victor Trumper. 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 There's, a, there's a photo of him holding a bat like around the, the turn of the century on his Wikipedia page, and yeah. it's listed as, it says, this is probably the most famous cricket photo of all time. <laughs> Victor Trumper, there you go, but what a big call. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For now. I haven't heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 but if I showed you, you'd be like, that's that, pretty great. Yeah, that's a good photo. <laughs> but the schooling years didn't last long for Thomas Lay, who had to leave his education at the age of just 10 when his mother withdrew him to a sister in running a grocery store that she had bought. He also later worked on a dairy farm near Windsor. So he's quite poor, working from a very mm. young age, but mm. remember, he wants to be rich. Yeah. Okay. According to the great source that is the Australian Dictionary of Biography. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. We love the source. Lay, however, had ambitions for working in the law. While at Windsor, he studiously learned shorthand after hours and transcribed lengthy political speeches from the papers. A mostly self-educated man, at 14, he secured appointment as a junior clerk stenographer in a Pitt Street solicitor's office. At 14? At 14. That is young. When he's left school four years earlier now, he's like, I'm just going to be a solicitor now. Yeah. I've I've milked cows. I've sold (laughs) apples. How hard can it be? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Exactly. How hard can it be? 
mean? A lot of transferable skills there, yeah. I'm sure, yeah. yeah. At the age of 18, he married Emily Louisa Stone Vernon. Oh, my God, that's a good what name. What a name. <laughs> yeah, that's a real good name. She was the daughter of a well-off Somerset doctor. Somerset. 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 <laughs> Impossible not to say. <laughs> she had recently moved to Australia and they lived with his wife's widowed mother and together the couple had three sons. Okay. They're 18. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Oh, oh come on. He's God. working his way up at the firm. <laughs> well, he worked his way up for quite a long time in the solicitor's office, and in 1914, at the age of 34, he finally was admitted as a solicitor. So he'd been doing like Whoa, the juniors. A, it's two decades. Yeah, that's a long time. Although I have no idea about how long it does take. So yeah. <laughs> Probably not 20 years, right? Yeah. Probably <laughs> Surely if, not. If you don't go to uni, probably 20 years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, about He's just learning yeah. it on the job. He was also a fantastic debater okay mm. joining the sydney mechanics school of arts lay from this point had his eye on politics again from the adob australian dictionary of biography <laughs> the inner city offered few opportunities for an aspiring young politician so in 1907 he moved to the developing suburb of hertzville within five months ow. he was elected oh, ow, ow. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. <laughs> That's very generous. <laughs> I was so great because it's so understated. <laughs> he pushed through the pain and became a local councillor. Okay. He served on council committees dealing with parks and gardens, rates and levies, building and health by laws, street maintenance. Mm-hmm. Sort of. Grassroots stuff. Mm. He was involved in the local Ratepayers Association and the Parents and Citizens Executive was active in the Protestant organisations such as the Presbyterian Debating Society. Through his advocacy of prohibition and his involvement in the temperance movement, the teetotaler acquired the nickname... Lemonade Lay. <laughs> <laughs> Lemonade Lay. That's, uh, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Although it's it's been suspected that Thomas himself had invented this, quote, insult so he could wear it proudly as a badge of honour Give himself oh. a bit of a rep and an identity. That's funny because it's not a very good insult or a very no, good badge. Of it kind of doesn't work as either. No one was talking about Thomas Lay, but everyone is talking about <laughs> Lemonade, Lemonade Lay. <laughs> and I mean, nicknames that people make up for themselves are always good and they always stick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Isn't yeah. that right, Cobra? <laughs> Don't yes. trust a nickname. It's the middleman <laughs> of names. <laughs> 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 yeah, it goes in the middle. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's true. Well, I always hate when it's like, um, like if if I had a, a, I don't think this counts. If say my nickname was Jackie, my name's Jackson, is Jackie, and then you'll be like, I'm Jackson Jackie Bailey. Yeah. That doesn't count. That's mm. not a nickname. No, yeah, Jackson Jackie Bailey. Jackie's not a nickname. It's just a shortening like, of my name. Yeah, yeah, like I'm David Dave Warnicky. That mm. doesn't count. Doesn't count. <laughs> no, that's not a nickname. But I am Jess Bop Perkins. <laughs> yes, yeah, that, that is. counts. That and counts because that there's no clear correlation. <laughs> and I <laughs> attempted to be Dave. Cobra Wanaki <laughs> in high school. It didn't work. I think it should have. It didn't work. It didn't catch on. What did Can you, you do, believe that? What did you do what? to make strange. it work? What, what effort did you put in on Just your to be like, hey, guys, wouldn't it be cool if we called me Cobra? <laughs> That's such a cool nickname. Like, I could be like Cobra. You didn't get like a cobra ring or like yeah. wear like a cow or whatever. And you're saying wearing a cow. Well, like a cobra's got a cow. I know what you meant. That's insane. Well, you know, School had a uniform. 
Hey, I checked the rules. There was nothing about cows in there. <laughs> There's nothing in the rule book that says a cobra can't be your name. Yeah. <laughs> I, was get, I was getting the cobra tattoo. Did you even consider, because I remember for our high school, when we hit year 12, we got hoodies yep. that we could put a nickname on the back of. Did you consider Cobra for that nickname? I really should have. I ended up putting... Tell bo- me it was just Dave. I, I put on... No, I went with The Simpsons. I went with Bort. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Because <laughs> I thought that was funny, but I really should have... Cobra you is Cobra. so much funnier. Yeah. And you know mm. what the thing is? It took so long for the year 12 jumpers to arrive. They arrived in the last week of oh, high school. Oh, that sucks. Wore yeah. for five days. Never, ever again. And yeah. they cost about $100. Yeah. Yeah. They were so yeah. expensive. Mine said Scout because I actually had a nickname. Loser! <laughs> oh, that's a good one, too. She dressed as a ham for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> she sure did. She's a weird kid. That's a really weird thing to weird do. Kid. Such a great costume, though. <laughs> so this is Lemonade Lay. He ran for mayor several times but was never elected, so he stepped it up and decided to go for state politics. Okay. If you fail at the mayor, <laughs> yeah, why yeah. not go for even the bigger prize? Yeah. This was more successful, and in March 1917, he was elected to the Legislative Assembly for Hertzville. Ow. For the National Party, which is the New South Wales State Parliament Lower House. Ow. Too hot to handle. Yeah. It is a reaching in somewhere hot to get something noise we're doing. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, ah, there it is. Yeah. (laughs) I really want this chicken wing. Reaching over a candle. (laughs) Oh, I should have got the mitts. (laughs) So he's made it as a state politician, which is cool. Mm -hmm. He was pro-conscription, as was this during the First World War, Mm -hmm. as was his party, the National Party who had split from the Labor Party over the issue. After three years, Lay moved to another party and another seat, winning the seat of St. George for the Progressive Party. He was also part of what I believe is the shortest government in Australian history. Really? In your opinion. (laughs) Well, I didn't quite fact check it, but I was like, it can't be shorter than this, right? Okay. The nationalist party that Lay was a member of was led by a guy called George Fuller. And at the time, the Premier of New South Wales, so the leader of the state, was James Dooley. He had only gotten the job after his colleague, John Story, had suddenly died. Okay. He was the deputy. Mm-hmm. Dooley steps up. So James Dooley's super new to the job, and George Fuller from the other party took full advantage of this and was able to defeat Premier James Dooley's government on a motion of no confidence, is where you get all the pollies to vote that someone isn't suited for the job. Yeah, sure. Rarely happens, but if you get him to... And so he had to, you know... Step down. And as a result, George Fuller himself was asked if he could form his own government, oh, which he did. Hmm. So George Fuller passed a no- motion of no confidence, became Premier himself. Fantastic. Mm. For a whole seven hours. <laughs> oh. Yeah, Beaten that's going to be hard. <laughs> yeah. I reckon you're pretty safe. Seven yeah. hours. That's the shortest yeah. one. Yeah. Before George Fuller himself lost on an, a motion of no confidence on him. <laughs> Everyone was like, we don't want this guy. That's, that's incredible. Not that's seven not long enough. hours. That's not long enough. <laughs> yeah, Everyone's yeah. like, you're doing a terrible job. How many hospitals have you done in the last seven hours? <laughs> Get out of here. Huh? <laughs> wow. And then Jack Dooley was quickly returned to power, the guy that had been kicked out. What? 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 Why? What a yeah, waste of like, everyone's time. I've got no confidence in Dooley, but I have less confidence in George Fuller, so Dooley's back. <laughs> That's crazy. That is, you know, all right, so I don't know if this is something that the, the rest of you encounter, but if I am given at a restaurant, if I'm mm. given the wrong meal, sure, yep. I'll eat that meal. Yep. <laughs> okay. You, I will sit there and shut yeah. the hell up. <laughs> I, I, the waiters who how serve- wrong, Hang on, how wrong a meal? So you've ordered have, the chicken, somebody gives you like a p- potato and leek soup, you're just I have slurping get, I have it down? I have eaten food that I am allergic to. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> 
I don't do that, Adam. Every waiter in every restaurant that I have ever been to does not understand the power they hold over me. I will finish that plate, no matter what plate is brought out to me, and I will pay for it. You'll pay for it, and then you go to the alley and put your EpiPen into your (laughs) thigh. The concept, the idea that someone could could be like, no, we don't want this government, we want this government. Yeah. No, we want this, the original government. Yeah. That is, it's like an alien did that. As far <laughs> so as the I'm idea concerned. that they got the second guy in and weren't like, oh, he sucks, but uh, we'll just deal with him. We'll drink the soup, you know I, what I mean? Yeah. I would, yeah, I wouldn't send a soup back. To send a government back <laughs> like that? <laughs> Wouldn't. Do you Couldn't also imagine. feel bad if you don't finish your plate at the restaurant? Yes. yes. They don't care. I feel like I'm insulting them. Do you know what? Yes, I apologize to them too, saying, oh, sorry, I, I ate before I came. I really like this. I really like it. I loved it. it. I don't say shit. Full. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> when I was a kid, though, because my mum was always good at that because I, I don't eat huge portions. Yeah, sure. Because I need to eat more frequently through the day, okay? <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> it gets to mealtime and I'm not eating huge portions. And as a kid one time, um, I was done and my mum was like, That's okay, you did well, good job. And then the waiter came to take the plate and then she said, I think you can eat a bit more. Oh no, my god. No way. That's, to a child that wasn't hers. That's wow. crazy. And it gave me such a complex that now and thank God my partner is just a human Garbage bag. Like <laughs> I'll I'll eat as much as I want and then just hand it over. Wow. And that plate is clean. Is that his nickname, the human garbage bag? <laughs> My dad literally calls him Gladbag. <laughs> That's awesome. Now that is a nickname. <laughs> <laughs> and it was given to him. Wow. That's- Not affectionately. <laughs> no. <laughs> My dad is an incredible eater. Yeah. Incredible eater. My dad, at some point, he hit the, I don't know when it happened, where food's just become fuel for him. <laughs> I don't, he, just, he used to like food, and now he like makes breakfast and he just gets whatever he can find, puts it in a frying pan, eats it with a spoon, gets on with his day. Wow. I don't know, it, just some just transition happened to him. Yeah, interesting. And he forgets that he likes food, which is weird. So we'll be like, oh, we're going to go out for Mexican with the family. And he's like, I hate Mexican food. And then we sit there and he's like, Mexican food's pretty good. <laughs> we're like, you don't know what you want. He just came in. You've lost your mind. What's going on, Dad? You have a tattoo of nachos. You love Mexican food. One time my dad ate so much that the waiter at the end came up to him and said, Sir, you are a weapon. (laughs) (laughs) Now we say that to him. Like, you know, if you're at a buffet, like, I think the the weapon. Yeah. (laughs) Step up. Call in the weapon. Yeah, call in the weapon. Yeah, like you can't finish your plate. Yeah, straight over. Over to the weapon. Get the it's weapon great. on the bar. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. Do you ever have where you order, you don't finish a meal? I mean, you all finish a meal, but this happens <laughs> to me. I don't finish a meal. The waiter comes along and they say, was there something wrong with it? That's the worst oh, thing. No. Oh, no. Is there a problem with the chicken? No, I'm just done. Yeah, I've that, eaten enough for <laughs> me. I'm full of food. Yeah. I've literally alone. had nightmares that are that. Yes. <laughs> And I found one instance where it became a bit of a debate. <laughs> it was like, are you, are you done with, I was like, oh, I'm done with the chicken. And he's like, is there something wrong with it? And I was like, no. And he's like, well, why didn't you finish it? Oh, my God. <laughs> this was at a Chinese that, restaurant somewhere. That is it was an absolute nightmare. Like, hand you like a little, like, a form to fill out. Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with you? You can stat- tell me if you hate it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just tell like me. A full stat deck. It's like, I don't know. And the, the actual thing was, I was being polite because it was disgusting. <laughs> what I wanted to say is it was slimy as hell for some reason. <laughs> but I held my tongue. So that- I loved it. <laughs> yeah. It was the best chicken I've ever had. It's- I'm just full. Well, why aren't you finishing it? Take it home. Well, I could. I could, but I'm just going to throw it out. You may as well throw it out here in your bin. Yeah. <laughs> that is also alien to me. As I've also worked as a waiter, I'm yeah. on both sides of that equation. <laughs> and as, as a waiter, my goal was always to get in and out as quickly as possible. Yeah, I don't yeah. know That's why you're I assume- asking. Yeah, I know. Yeah. 
Don't stick around. Yeah, struck up an unnecessary conversation <laughs> yeah. about a meal you didn't prepare. I know yeah. that's what I think. I, they don't care. They didn't. If the cook comes out to you, then maybe you got. I mean, I don't know what's happening at the restaurant. Yeah. Comes out with a butcher saw. <laughs> we got something wrong with the chicken. <laughs> no, no, no. no. It's actually, it. I'll eat it now, dude. It's delicious. I love it. Notice you didn't finish your. Oh well, you'll eat it now. Well, you don't want it cold. I'll make you a new one. <laughs> okay. Yeah, a, a full meal. Comes out. <laughs> I'm being extorted by. <laughs> This kitchen? Yeah. <laughs> and I'll sit here until you finish it. <laughs> okay. Okay, thank you. I love it. So Thomas Lay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What about Lay. it? Yeah. He was part of that government for seven hours. He's hit the big time. Nice. And But Lay himself was not popular with his own party. The ABDO says that he was deserted by many of his colleagues. They write, Lay was a fluent speaker with a most unctuous manner mm-hmm. and deluded many with his community work and pious utterances but his colleagues seem to know the truth about him because he's out there saying, I don't drink. No one should drink. Mm-hmm. Lemonade like, Lay, baby. <laughs> because like I said, he was a supposed teetotaler, nicknamed Lemonade Lay, and the temperance movement who wanted to limit alcohol consumption loved him until he supported legislation which eased requirements for the sale of alcohol. No. Oh. So you're telling me the person who went into politics with the idea that they wanted to be rich <laughs> yeah, yeah, didn't yeah. stand by? Can you believe it? That's and crazy to well, me. Well, that's crazy. That's yeah, crazy. Stuff. That doesn't sound right. Yeah. yeah, I think you need to go back and do some more research. <laughs> Are you putting word on the ABDO <laughs> Australian <laughs> Dictionary of Biography? Maybe it's ADBO. Anyway, whatever it is, I'm just fighting ADBO. Words. <laughs> yeah. it, no, ADOB. Australian Dictionary. Of biography. You're right, it's the a <laughs> Or is it the Australian Biography of Dictionary? A bod? <laughs> a bod? <laughs> a dob? <laughs> is it a bod or a dob, dude? It's a dob, it's a dob. A dob, a dob. A dob a bod. <laughs> it's a dob. It's a dob, everyone. Okay, thank God. Okay, it later became... Sorry, I've lost my spot now. <laughs> That's okay. It's not okay. I'm just getting word, it's not okay. <laughs> 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 it's just in. It's not okay. It later actually became evident that he was being paid by the brewery lobby and that Lay himself was a big drinker. <laughs> so it was, Wait, it was Lemonade Lay. It's like a wrestling no. character. Yeah. Like none of it is so true. Funny. None of it is true. Oh, he's like, Lemonade Lay. And then backstage he's just like shotting bourbon. <laughs> what's, up? what's the word for uh, the, the like act that they do in wrestling? The kayfabe? Yeah, yeah, kayfabe. It's kayfabe. Yeah. It's all kayfabe. Yeah. Yeah. He's trying to justify it. It's like you're... Ruling for the state it's, here. I'm playing character. It's a it's character. A character. <laughs> Everything's a character. I also nearly said ACAB. <laughs> I'm, it's ACAB. You're it's thinking A-cab. of ACAB. It's A-cab. It's You're A-cab. welcome. <laughs> I'm helpful in this conversation. <laughs> so he lost the support of the temperance movement by showing his true colours there, but this did not stop him from being appointed New South Wales Minister for Justice. And won't that okay. seem a little ironic later on? <laughs> oh, oh, no. no. <laughs> this was from 1922 to 1925. In the cabinet of Premier Sir George Fuller, who got another proper go at being Premier. Oh he was God. the one that had for seven hours. Jesus. What the hell? <laughs> he came back. <laughs> People get, got some confidence in him, yeah, I guess. Exactly. He oh. got a new haircut and everyone was like, actually? Oh my God, you look great. Have you seen yeah. Fuller lately? Let's give him the government. <laughs> He's looking all right. He's looking good. He's looking healthy. I, I trust him cool sideburns. <laughs> oh, maybe that seven-hour government was because of his five o'clock shadow. Oh, oh that's true. <laughs> that might have been it. They grow a bit of a beard. Yeah. They're like, oh, get this it. guy out. Yuck. Yeah. Oh, my God. And then next time they see him clean shaven, they're like, why did 
Why we kick you out? <laughs> oh, God, you're such a... You look great. You look great. You look yeah, really look good. Great. Government's Youthful. all about looks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just look at them. They're gorgeous. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> never seen a dud politician. <laughs> God, they're each hotter than the last. No uggos amongst them. Baddies all the way down. <laughs> That's politics. <laughs> so he became Minister for Justice for the state, and as Minister for Justice, Lay was notoriously harsh. There was an outcry when he refused to commute a death sentence, and he was like... Yeah, nah, the law's the law. And you let this uh, famous case, you let the guy hang. Okay. People are like, you are brutal. <laughs> In 1925, dog. he was re-elected to his seat, but his party lost the election, so he was now in opposition and no longer Minister for Justice. So when he got a personal invite from Prime Minister Viscount Stanley Melbourne Bruce. Do you know what? We We've got a former fuck? Prime Minister. Who? Viscount Stanley Melbourne Bruce. His middle name was Melbourne? Yes. What's a Viscount? I know what a count is. It's no, a vi count. <laughs> okay. Yeah, think about a count. Now think about a vi. Okay. <laughs> Put them together. Combine them. What do you got? Uh, you get a vi count. Get a count. Okay. Right. Hey, you'll, so you'll learn a little something every now and As then. As opposed you know? to the one, two, three, four, you go one vi, two vi, three vi. <laughs> is that vi counting? <laughs> yeah, that's vi counting, yeah. That's really. That's a really good bit. <laughs> <laughs> you actually, uh, hang on, I'm just getting a message. You actually legally need to be nice to me. Uh, that, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. This just in. <laughs> so yeah, Prime Minister Stanley Melbourne Bruce, he disliked his given name. I didn't know anything about it, so I looked into it for a bit. And he throughout his life he preferred to be known by his initials SM. Even amongst his close friends, his wife simply called him S. <laughs> you got like a weird? spy. <laughs> That's weird. I hate that. Yeah. Call him babe. Yeah. Babe. yeah. Hubby. Yeah, come Hubby. on. Hubby. Honey. Yeah. S, but she's so calling him- dull. Yeah. There's sugar. So many pet names. S. Pumpkin. Yeah. S. Any of these are good. Yuck. Yes, that's a snake letter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's for snakes. <laughs> okay. When he became Prime Minister, he issued a note to the press asking newspapers to use his initials and not his given name. He's like, do not call me Stanley Melbourne. Call that, me SM. That's crazy because it's not even that ridiculous a name. Stanley. That's like pretty normal. That's fine. Stan. That's like your go-to name for a normal guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what's his surname again? Bruce. That's Stanley a bit weird. Bruce. It's two first names. Get rid of Melbourne. That's weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was Melbourne a city at this point? It was, and he was from like a pretty powerful family. Okay, that's How weird. How old do you think Melbourne is? <laughs> Who can know. say it? Who can say it? <laughs> Nobody <laughs> knows. <laughs> so this guy, Stanley Melbourne Bruce, he called our main man, Thomas Layup, and said, would you like to stand for the federal seat of Barton? You got a personal invite saying, mm. you could be up in federal politics. You could run for my party. And he said, yes. He quit state politics. This is the big time. Yeah. Federal. So he left that. Wealth on the horizon, yeah, hopefully. He's closer. He Every can day. Taste it. Yeah. Yes, closer. The Prime Minister invited Lay to stand for his party in the seat of Barton in New South Wales. Before the election, the seat had been held for three years by a guy called Frederick MacDonald, a member for the Labour Party. Before his election in 1922, Frederick MacDonald had been a school teacher for 13 years. And uh, from what I can read, he seems like a pretty nice guy. Yep. Sure. Then came the 1925 election, where MacDonald went toe-to-toe with our guy, Thomas Lay. And it was not a clean fight. It got very messy out there on the campaign trail. During the campaign, Thomas Lay had a crack at MacDonald for his alleged links to communists. Oh, no. <sighs> Nasty. Terrible. Awful. Terrible. <laughs> oh, my Leave this. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'd, I'd hate that. <laughs> Do you have links to communists? <laughs> I what? <laughs> no, this guy sounds like a couple of commies. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, no, me, I'm as capitalist as apple pie. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, I would never. Yeah. 
Oh, I'd like to buy your apple pie. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can at a fair market price. As we ca- capitalists, yeah. wasn't going to say a different thing, as we capitalists love to do, I will sell it to you. Guys, you want a good. private meeting? I got some dirt on Adam. <laughs> your For preferential treatment, <laughs> I will name names. <laughs> they're going to put me in whatever capitalists do with communists. Sing Sing, that's where you're going. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so Lay's like McDonald's are coming to spreading all these this rumor about him. Then on the day before the election, McDonald bit back. He alleged that the year before Lay had tried to bribe him into not contesting the seat of Barton and tried to get him to sit out the election. Mm. Apparently, Lay had offered McDonald a two thousand pound share in a property at King's Cross in return for withdrawing from the ballot. That's equal to a hundred thousand pounds today. Okay, so a fair chunk of change yeah. to say all you got to do. Is nothing. Yeah, sounds like a good deal. Mm. I'd take a hundred grand to do nothing. Yeah, yes. well, you nothing. I'm doing nothing 000- for free. So, yeah, hundred thousand pounds is that straight converted to dollars, or would that be? That is because we were using pounds in yeah. Australia back yeah, then. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. So I've just converted that to modern British pounds. Still, okay, so British pounds. So that'd be like, like quarter of a million ish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty good money. I would yeah. do nothing yeah, for that. Yeah, absolutely. I think I pretty would good do money nothing for that as well. Yeah. What's that? You've just reminded me. What's that story about when we changed from pounds to dollars, mm-hmm. and there was like a meeting about what we were going to call our unit of currency, and it was something like we were going to call it like the austral or the oral or something like that. <laughs> the oral. No, it, and it was something like that. The reason we didn't, I wish I could remember what it was specifically. The reason we didn't is because it and there's sounds like, like a sex act. Yeah, there was like yeah. a transcript of, of oh, like Parliament <laughs> at the time, and they're like, "We know Australians. They're going to shorten it." And what they shortened it to sounded like a dirty word or whatever. So they're like, we can't do it. They'll rack it. Oh, that's so annoying. I can't Even remember back what it was then called. We were shortening everything. Yeah, but like we know what they're gonna that's do. Nice. We can't let them do you that. Yeah. Nice they're gonna get. They're not gonna get away with it. Call it dollars. It has to be dollars. They're gonna call it suckos. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> a suck job. <laughs> hey, twenty you, suck jobs. Thanks. Have, yeah. Can you lend me six suck jobs, please? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Man, coffee's getting expensive. <laughs> Yeah, they might find some some funny way to make this suck job sound dirty. <laughs> we can't be having that. Hey, if you hurt the kids, they don't call them suck jobs anymore. They just call them. <laughs> imagine. I don't need to imagine, Jack. We live You're in that world. Oh my god, that's great. So McDonald said, "Lay tried to bribe me. He's dodgy as I'm not a, a communist. Like he's saying, he's the he's the dodgy one." Of course, Lay furiously denied the allegations, and on election day, issued a writ against McDonald, claiming that he would sue him for fifteen thousand pounds for defamation. Lay even made this statement to the press. He said, "My opponents have accused me of just about every crime except the most serious one of all, but I'm sure that someone someday will make out a plausible case against me." For murder. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> Do you're, not say that. You're tempting fate there a yeah, little bit. Absolutely. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> On election day, it was so close in the seat of Barton. Lay, he won, but by only a thousand votes, which was only one percent of all the votes in the oh, seat wow. at the time. So he just narrowly snuck through. Mm. But the losing man, the teacher, Frederick MacDonald, was not happy. And a couple of months later, in January 1926, MacDonald challenged the election result in the court of disputed returns on the basis of the bribery allegations. Okay. It's like, this guy tried to bribe me. He should not be a member <laughs> yeah, of parliament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In March 1926, it was reported that he and Lay had agreed on a legal settlement wherein MacDonald issued an apology for the bribery allegations and they both stated their intention to withdraw their respective lawsuits. Because remember, Lay was 
suing McDonald yeah. for, for making up what he said was libel about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then McDonald was like, I'm suing you for bribery. They're like, okay, we'll agree to <laughs> no nothing happen. We'll, we'll call it. Yeah. However, according to this very astute political website I found called wikipedia.org. Oh, okay. my God. It has been suggested that Frederick McDonald subsequently had a, quote, fit of remorse and refused to withdraw the petition. Like McDonald mm. had gone, no, I am going to take this to court. <laughs> this guy is dodgy. Yeah. I'm not going to let him get away with mm. it. Okay. Seems like a good guy. I will challenge the election result for, in pursuit of the truth. Yeah. I don't care what it costs me. The next month in April 1926, Frederick MacDonald went to have a meeting with the New South Wales Premier, Jack Lang, about a job at the Education Department. Okay. The thing is, Mr. MacDonald never made it <gasps> to that meeting. Oh, my God. What? He Interesting. Disappeared. I am reminded of something mm. uh, Lemonade Lay said previously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One day they might accuse me of murdering Fred McDonald and making him disappear. I okay, somebody will not could be doing say that. that. <laughs> they might say that on the 26th of April, I'll do that. I will not be doing that. He was last seen at 2.30pm by his wife outside Shaller House in Martin Place where he left for the appointment with the Premier, but he never arrived at that meeting. Whoa. Okay. Hmm. Well, it could be anyone, you know? Exactly. People get lost all the time. All the time. Especially in Sydney. Yeah, you trip, fall into the bay, shark gets you, (laughs) never mind, the end. You go up a one-way street and you're like, well, now I've got to do like five left. Oh, my God, yeah. (laughs) Might as well leave the town. (laughs) Cleaning your your gun, accidentally shoot yourself on the head two times. Oh, my God, from behind. Yeah. Yeah. Execution style, some would say. Bury yourself accidentally in the desert (laughs) by mistake. We've all done it. Oh, my God. We've all been there. Now I'm setting fire to my own corpse. <laughs> oh my god! It looks like I'm not leaving any evidence. What am I doing? Oh, post post humorously filing down my teeth. Oh, what the hell? Butterfingers. <laughs> Despite announcing in March that he would in fact contest the election with his intention to withdraw the agreement with Labor, because remember he said, actually no, I'm going to withdraw that. Mm-hmm. He'd never actually formally withdrawn the agreement to not sue. And when the matter went to court on the 23rd of April, his solicitor denied knowledge of the settlement and sought an adjournment in the hope that McDonald would soon be found alive. Okay. However, after an extensive search, McDonald was never found and the matter was just struck out of court. So Lay, completely <laughs> off the hook. Okay, the yeah. guy that was going to sue him and say and challenge the election has disappeared. Would you, would you call that suspicious? You think? Well, reports. I think it's fortuitous. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. He's a lucky guy. That's all. Yeah, lucky guy. Now we're having to go at him for being lucky. (laughs) Yeah, like that's his fault. What's this world come to, dude? Come on. Come on. The guy was a teetotaler. I don't think he's going to get into anything harder than that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> lemonade lay because he drank so much lemonade. Yeah. yeah. Or just regular amounts, but instead of beer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Still leaders of the stuff. <laughs> Reports at the time suggested that his rival McDonald was suffering from nervous trouble at the time of his disappearance. So some people just wrote it off. Mm. He was having nervous trouble, you guys. Oh, he was all, oh, poor him. He was just super worried that he might get murdered. <laughs> <laughs> he seemed no. a little on edge. Yeah, he, he was yeah. worried he might disappear. <laughs> Paranoid. That would never happen, I told him. Yeah. And now it's happened. I feel bad. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But it's paranoid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Lay wasn't investigated and he could get on with his life as an uncontested member of parliament. However, 
The cloud that hung around him after this became a fatal blow to his political career. Basically, before the election, he thought he'd be made a minister. Yeah, okay. Remember, he got the, the Viscount, mm. Mr. Yeah. Melbourne, oh, tapped right. him on the shoulder, gave him the personal call-up. Yes. Yeah. SM. But SM. after this, because this was he- heavily publicised, both the bribery and then also the guy disappearing, mm. the Prime Minister was like, I can't have you on my cabinet. You can't mm. be minister for me anymore, And then sorry. the Prime Minister goes missing. <laughs> <laughs> he had nervous trouble. I mean, we've all been there. But Harold he did, Holt? He did write this letter saying that if... If he was missing, I would be Prime Minister, so <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I don't know what we're going to well, do about that. that mm-hmm. If these are his last wishes, I guess we have <laughs> to honour him. Yeah. Yeah. I feel a bit awkward, but I mean... I'll t- I mean, I'll I do it for g- him. I I guess, I'll yeah. do it. I want to, of course, but I will. Yeah. <laughs> also, my first action is increasing the Prime Minister's salary. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take it straight out of homicide detectives. <laughs> <laughs> There's <laughs> no need for him. Honestly, this wasn't the only scandal that plagued Lay at this time of his life. He had other business dealings apart from being a, a politician. Like racehorse. He will get to racehorses. He absolutely oh, will. Good call. I love racehorses. But at this time, yeah. he established businesses like the legal firm of Lay, Andrews and Co., as well as other businesses like Australasian Oil Fields Limited and the very suspicious-sounding SOS Prickly Pear Poisons Limited. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, (laughs) all right then. You do do love to see it when someone who wants to be rich gets into politics and then opens up a bunch of businesses. There's a lot of of money in poison. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds... Really, SOS there stands for Save Our Soil as it was a product that killed the invasive prickly pear cactus. Oh, okay. So they weren't poisoning Ah. people. They were poisoning fruit. No, but like if you are a murderer, it sounds super bad. (laughs) But it turns out it was a super sus company as according to the... Adob. Mm-hmm. This is what they quote. Allegations of irregularity were rife by 1927. He had mm-hmm. convinced many fellow politicians and members of the public to buy shares for the reportedly very profitable company, despite the fact that he knew that the profits were in fact phony and were actually the result of some very creative bookkeeping. Okay. But he was like, everyone should invest in this because he's quite a famous guy. And people are like, all right, I okay. guess I will. Got to kill those pears somehow, dude. I love I get that. It. I think that guy whose political opponent went missing, I think he seems <laughs> trustworthy. <Yeah. laughs> Well, I mean, you know his poisons work. (laughs) (laughs) If anyone can poison something, it's this guy. I trust him. I love it when people, by the way, I love it when people call financial crimes creative bookkeeping. (laughs) That's a great description. It is nice. Somebody should do an exhibition, you know. (laughs) It's a creative endeavor. It's art, you know. (laughs) Should hang it in the Louvre. Yeah, Yeah. it's beautiful. Bachelor of Arts majoring in creative bookkeeping. This uh, didn't go unnoticed, the fact that he was sort of making up the the books. And a group of businessmen concerned at Lay's reputation for dubious business dealings appointed a guy called Keith Greeder, an associate turned opponent to investigate him. Because he screwed over a lot of people and then they came back to bite him. Mm. Mm. But you'll never believe it. As he travelled to Newcastle by boat, no. Keith Greeter <laughs> fell overboard and mysteriously drowned. No, you can't. Uh, uh, you actually can't. That's, that's awesome. In, that's not allowed. Oh, yeah. Whoops, butterfingers. I mean, he just, <laughs> yeah, 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 boats are slippery. Yeah, that's right. Someone had butted up the rail. <laughs> And Not then pushed the, him off anyway. Yeah. Well, he was unconscious at the time, so of course he fell. <laughs> you can't stand up if you're unconscious. Yeah. Yeah, come on. Most people fall if you bash them over the back of the head <laughs> and then grab them by the feet and sort of hoist them over. <laughs> Fling them into the sea. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. So, yeah, Keith was coming down to investigate him and then Keith disappeared. Coincidence. 
Exactly. Yeah. Why was he on a boat? There's only two. Where's coming? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Coming down from where? I'm not sure. The Maybe sea. He, he was coming out from coming down from up north or from from England. I'm not sure. Oh okay. yeah. But he's coming to Newcastle, Australia. Early but, 20th oh. century. It might have been more. Well, there wouldn't have really been planes. So yeah. Boats wouldn't have been an unreasonable. Yeah, I guess way if you're on a train or boat. Yeah. yeah. I'm just always like, why would I choose sea travel? Yeah. Jess is anti-sea. You don't want to be on a boat. Well, uh, you'd be hard to uh to assa- well not assassinate. Sorry, you'd be hard. To make fall off a boat, then. <laughs> That's true. But like, you could make me fall off nearly anything else. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say I draw that. the line at boats. Don't say that. He might be listening. <laughs> we haven't heard the end. He oh, God. To be oh, my God. <laughs> and we've been teasing this guy the whole time. Oh, no. Yeah, if you, if you go back and notice that I haven't teased him once because <laughs> I know what he's capable of. Oh, my God. I don't want to mysteriously disappear off a boat. So, Keith Greeter. That'll be so creepy to listen back to when you do inevitably disappear oh off yes, a boat. Yeah, that, yeah. And then we put that on your tombstone. I don't want it to. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Say beloved friend. Oh. <laughs> we put that in brackets. <laughs> okay. No, but people will be like re-listening to stuff and they'll hear that and be like, I just got chills. Yeah. Oh, my that God. That is so spooky. He said he didn't want to disappear on a boat and then he did. Yeah. That's crazy. He was the last person on earth that wanted to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Quick question. Jumping back to something uh, you said a little bit ago, yeah. Jess. Why, why is it inevitable? <laughs> <laughs> it's coming. Some things are set in stone. I, yeah, I feel like just by him saying that, it kind of jinxed himself. I think I got two possible deaths inevitable. in my future, that or hit by a bus. I think yeah, those are what's yeah. coming so, for and me. And how would you feel about being hit by a bus? I think that'd be all right. <laughs> okay, so now if that happens, people will be like, oh, I'm- I don't know if I got chills. <laughs> I don't have chills, but I'm at peace. Yeah, because he knew it was coming. And he was okay with it. He yeah. accepted it. When I see the bus, I'll be like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's like well, when a, a really time. old family member who's sick and yeah. they're Ready to go when they Gets go. Get hit by like, a bus. Yeah, yeah. and like, you like you have a bit of peace about it. Or like when an old cat, like it's their time, yes. and they go to walk off into the bushes. One day I'll just get up, leave my house, go stand on the road. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was his time. <laughs> <laughs> he was ready. He was waiting for that truck for seven hours. <laughs> It's a quiet road. So, <laughs> Keith Greedor has drowned out the way, but Greedor wasn't the first associate to turn against Lay. Another politician, Hyman Goldstein, who was the member for Coogee. Okay. All right. Yes. So he was a politician himself. Hyman Goldstein mm. had gone in with Lay on the prickly pear poison business. I see. Of course. Like a lot of people. Sadly, you're never going to believe it. The company went bust. What? But you'll be very relieved to know that before it went bust, Thomas Lay managed to miraculously sell all his shares for £9,200, which is equivalent to three quarters of a million dollars. This is the luckiest guy in the world. (laughs) Just before it was announced that it was going to go bust, he was able to sell them all at a very big profit. (laughs) You're never going to believe that. That's crazy. He's so lucky. He's a lucky lucky guy. And the guy coming to investigate him fell off a boat, unrelated. Exactly. And then his political opponent disappeared. <laughs> unrelated. That's unrelated. amazing. So lucky. He's just a lucky Such a guy. lucky guy. Yeah. Far out. So the member for Coogee, Hyman Goldstein, was one of many shareholders who lost their investment when the company collapsed. And subsequently, he began a campaign against Lay that, if successful, meant that all of the shareholders that Lay rip- ripped off would probably be able to follow suit. Okay. Right. Mm. <laughs> oh, good. So, so things were not looking great for Lay. He'd ripped off a lot of people, and if one goes through, then it opens the floodgates for many, many mm. lawsuits that will ruin him. Mm. But honestly, what 
other chances of this. Oh, my God. <laughs> You'll <laughs> never believe it. But Hyman Goldstein was found dead after a fall from Coogee Cliffs. <laughs> what? See? Cliffs I could fall off. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. At this Fair point, enough. actually, I don't think it's I don't think it's him. I think it is just luck because how? Where, how's he got the time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, he's covering a lot of bases. <laughs> I don't think it's him doing it. <laughs> no. He's not going out on the boat to meet the guy investigating him and tipping him off the tipping boat. Off, yeah. <laughs> going undercover on the boat. Do you think, though, if you were Hyman and he's like, hey, do you want to come up to the cliffs? You'd be like, yeah, okay. You know, I think, <laughs> yeah. I think I might be like... I'd love to. The sunset is beautiful <laughs> up there. Thank you so much. That's so kind of oh, you. I've been really stressed. I could really use a walk at sunset. Thank you. I think we all... Well, yeah, I think the we would just because, well, all of us for our own different reasons, you think it's lovely. I think... Uh, uh, that he doesn't have enough time to yeah, kill me. Yeah. I think my time has come. We'd all go do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, but you're inevitably going to fall off a boat, so you'll be fine. Yeah, that's true. Inevitably. That's true. No boats in sight. <laughs> How so- is this happening? That's what I said. <laughs> no! What? This doesn't make any sense. It's not no! <laughs> And then you survive the cliffs. Oh, oh that's yeah, bad. You fall onto a boat. Oh, my God. I fall onto a highway and I see a bus coming. <laughs> and you think, oh, oh I'm ready. <laughs> I'm home. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether it's your first ever website or your business is expanding, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website and engage with your audience. Upload video content, organize your video library and showcase your content on beautiful video pages. You can even sell access to your video library by adding a paywall to your content. Cha-ching. <laughs> you can help with written content on your website with Squarespace AI, which I used to write this next sentence, so check this out. Generate instant, personalised results that know and show your brand identity. Explain what your site is about, choose your tone, and enter what you need to get short or long-form text. Squarespace AI, Squarespace AI makes it easier to go live, stand out, and succeed online. Oh, Dave, if only it could also not just write it, but read it too. <laughs> And edit it. (laughs) Hey, sell exclusive content on your site by adding a paywall to sell memberships or courses. Or sell files your customers can download like PDFs, music or ebooks. Man, it's starting to sound like I'm obsessed with money. (laughs) (laughs) And you are. So head to squarespace.com slash do go on for a free trial and to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. So he's gone over the Coogee Cliffs, found him at the bottom. It was ruled an accidental death after an inquest concluded he'd gone for one of his frequent early morning walks without putting on his glasses and had veered off the path and just fallen to his death. That sounds likely right. (laughs) Yeah. 
dear. If you're a Sydney sider listening, the Goldstein Reserve at Coogee Beach is named after Hyman, part of the beautiful Bondi to Coogee Walk. Oh, oh that's nice. nice. Some beautiful views there, but stay away from the edge. I <laughs> yeah, wear your glasses. Please, yeah. wear your glasses. But if you're keeping count, that is now three suspicious deaths of people associated with Thomas Lay, all critics of his, all gone or died within a decade. Hmm. It's a little little suspicious. Yeah. Little sus. News.com.au writes that this wasn't the end of his lawsuit troubles, however. The prickly pear lawsuits went ahead, costing him thousands in out-of-court settlements, money he raised by selling off his properties. Oh, I see. Poor fella. It is really hard to feel sorry for this guy. <laughs> so, I feel so sorry. Having yeah. to sell off your sixth and seventh house. Yeah, that's so I've only got five God. left. Oh, my God. What are you going to leave your children? Yeah. yeah. None, nothing, basically. Now they'll only have one oh, house yeah. each. Yeah, yeah, that's despicable. I wanted to give them a house and, of course, a beach house each. Of well. course. Well, yeah, they would got a holiday somewhere. Exactly. My God, now they're holidaying at home. Oh, my yuck. poor, poor children. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry I let you down. <laughs> Lay was up for re-election in 1928, and this time he lost. Oh, okay. A few scandals are going on around him. I would be scared to be the opponent that beat him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no one put yeah. their hand up. No, you can just have it. Just have it. So Lay decided to return to his country of birth, Old Blighty. Mm. Did he take his wife, Louisa? No. Of course not. Did he take his mistress, Maggie Brooke? Yes, he oh, did. Okay. Maggie <laughs> hasn't been there. No. Okay. That's fair. She wants to see... The- Buckingham Palace. <laughs> Fair enough. She wants to see the beef eaters. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The crows that they got, ravens, whatever. She wants to see them. You- <laughs> <laughs> Another question. Had Maggie Brooks' husband also died in suspicious circumstances? <laughs> Why, yes. Yes, he had. Is that so? It's reported huh. that her husband was stung to death by bees. Okay, but, I don't know how he could have coordinated yeah, that, that one. That, Drop a beehive yeah. on his head. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Drop the beehive. Like a Winnie the Pooh. Oh, if you well, know no. someone's got an allergy. <laughs> a Woody the Pooh? <laughs> Quick. I was going to say like a Winnie the Pooh died, but that's not what I meant. Because <laughs> he gets a beehive stuck in his head at one point. But it doesn't kill him. Really yeah. 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 He loves honey. He lo- it's actually a win for him. But. Yeah. <laughs> He's happy about it. Uh, actually, just... Quick question. These bee stings, they 9mm, 38. <laughs> <laughs> How big were the bee stings, actually? Uh, they were like a, it looked like a, it was a serrated bee. <laughs> Incredible. Gone quite far in. <laughs> these bees had fingerprints. That's crazy. That matched Thomas Lay. That's Strangled true. to death by a bunch of bees. That's what it seems like happened to him. <laughs> So he suddenly died, and very soon after that, Thomas Lay had brought the young widow over from Perth to Sydney, where he put her up in one of his apartments. Okay, that's kind of him. And that was the beginning of a 25-year affair, and now they'd moved together to England, leaving his wife and family behind. Of course. Mm. Had he changed his ways? Yes. Absolutely <laughs> not. Oh, but you'll be happy about this. Sucks. He got even dodgier, including the promotion of an unrealised £1 million sweepstake for the 1931 Derby. There's always horse racing. So there's horse racing, absolutely. <laughs> there you go. I love it. He also engaged in dubious real estate dealings and was a wartime black marketeer. Oh, so he had a finger in many yeah. dodgy pies, this guy. <laughs> Like the kind of pie that's going to probably give you the squirts. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I didn't didn't feel good about it as I started to say it. (laughs) No, but it It needed to be said. I think it it was important. A dodgy pie. Yeah, no, it isn't. Yeah, because like what other kind of dodgy pie is there? It's not, you know, unless it's like a fake pie or something. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) That makes you think. What sort of black market activities was he involved in? I think it's uh, mostly gambling type stuff. Uh, okay. 
betting on things where right. probably were there at the time. They're like, no, we, you know, we're being a bit austere. Shouldn't be gambling on this kind of stuff. And he's like, let's keep it going, baby. <laughs> Let the good times roll. Yeah, that's right. Sort of backdoor casino stuff. With his son, Keith, which is one of my all-time favorite names, Lay tried to renege on a transaction that he'd made using forged and slanderous documents. Both father and son avoided jail, but they had to pay nearly £20,000 in damages. Oh, my God. So that was the closest anyone had come to you know, putting a conviction against yeah. this guy so far. Got his ass. Yeah. $20,000? I don't think he's made much more than that, has he? <laughs> no. How much did the poison company go for? Yeah. <laughs> you know. In the early 1940s, now in, in their 60s, Thomas and Maggie, his partner, moved to London and somehow... Thomas Lay got it into his head that his 66-year-old partner Maggie was having an affair with a 35-year-old man named John Moody, who she'd probably barely met. He just lived in the same large boarding house as the couple. Oh, that's what they want you to <laughs> yeah, have. That's how it starts. <laughs> yeah. Maggie. So he's getting in early. <laughs> but Thomas Lay thought they were having an affair. Sure. And he wanted revenge. And this is the guy that seems to only have one way of dealing with this problem. <laughs> Sitting down and talking about it. Exactly. Yeah. He's a great debater. We know yeah, that. That's yeah. true. Now in his 60s and out of shape, Lane knew he had to get a team together to do his dirty work. Also, he probably didn't do it himself anyway. <laughs> yeah. Thomas came up with the story that the barman, John Moody, was in fact Maggie's former lover and was now blackmailing her. That's the story that he came up with to tell people. Okay. Mm. He used this story to recruit building foreman, a guy he met called Lawrence Smith, and, I love this, a former wrestler <laughs> named John Buckingham. Oh, my God. We, I guess you just like, you're a big dude. Can you do something for me? Yeah, I got a problem, yeah. I, he, a, I have a problem only a big dude can yeah, yeah, I'm a big dude. <laughs> <laughs> so he told them that he would pay them lots of money if they were to help him kidnap the horrible blackmailer John Moody, who he said, he's blackmailing my girlfriend, yeah. his ex-lover, he's being a horrible guy, I, I need to make him stop, help me kidnap him. And then he said he'd get Moody to sign something saying that he was a blackmailer and then he'd give Moody £500 to leave England forever. Okay. This is this concocted story he's come up with. Sure. Five hundred pounds, you know, that's like a lot of money back then, right? Yeah, like that's, it's, it's good know, money. I don't know if it's enough money to completely uproot one's life. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, if the alternative is being killed, maybe. Yeah. Suppose, yeah. 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 <laughs> Suppose it's good to come away with anything. <laughs> that's <Yeah>. true. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're very generous. <laughs> so they thought that they were helping deal with an evil man mm-hmm. that was taking advantage of this older lady. Mm. The wrestler, John Buckingham, thought they needed one more person and he recruited Lillian Bruce. It all seems needlessly complicated, but Lillian's role was to pose as a wealthy hostess and strike up a conversation with Moody at the hotel where he worked. She'd tell him that she needed a private bartender for a party she was throwing and that she was interested in hiring him. Okay. okay. It's a very complicated. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. So, a bit of backstory, but in the end, Moody was lured to Lay's house where a rug was thrown over his head <laughs> and he was tied up with a clothesline. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, clearly the wrestling influence is coming through on this one, yeah. yeah. Uh, Buckingham jumped on him from a 10-foot ladder, hit him with a hit belt. The chair or <laughs> they had an announcer the entire time. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. That's so good. Yeah, the undertaker came in and choke slammed. <laughs> so yeah, it's gone from this incredible elaborate story, you know, mm. like Ocean's Eleven style. Everyone's got their role to throw a rug on his head. 
<laughs> terrible. So then the wrestler John Buckingham and Lillian Bruce left. They'd done their part of the, the job, mm-hmm. leaving Moody tied up in a clothesline with Thomas Lay and Foreman Lawrence Smith. They're the last two with, with Moody. Cut to. Last two, did you say? <laughs> like <Pardon>? ever? <laughs> <laughs> Cut to November 30, 1946. When a local dog walker oh, oh, no. found no. John Moody's body. Oh, God. Okay. Always well, a dog walker. <laughs> I know. I was, yes. Never walk your dog early in the morning, which you were doing mm. this morning. I do a couple of times a week with a group of friends. Just last week, so twi- yeah, probably once or twice a week, I yeah. catch up with like, there's like five of us and three dogs. Mm-hmm. And we walk at 7 a.m. At the, at the moment, 7 a.m. is dark. Mm. And just last week, friend of the show, Michelle Brazier, said, we're going to find a body one day. Oh All right, let's gosh. go. <laughs> and she handed yeah. out coffee. So I was like, oh, yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. Wow. You will. Yeah. It'll be us. Oh, my goodness. You know, the, the- it's always joggers mm. Yeah, people walking their dogs. They've just launched a uh, season of NCIS Sydney. Yeah. Oh that my God. Really? It could be you. Could be. Finding the body at the start of the episode. Yeah. 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 Buckle up. Yeah. yeah. It's I often dog walkers wait. or like a young couple looking for a secluded spot to make out. Yeah, to, and then yeah, one of them sort of slips yeah. down a hill a bit and they go, it's okay, I'm good down here. What the heck is Skull? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Fantastic. Love that Every show. Time. So they, this dog walker found John Moody's body in a chalk pit or a quarry where they oh, dig okay. up chalk. Okay. <laughs> chalk pit as a baffling thing until the explanation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I actually googled it. To, I was like, I need to imagine what I'm looking at. You yeah, know, sort of like you see, like the white cliffs mm. of Dover type mm. stuff. It's like they've dug out that kind of thing in Surrey. This was 30 miles away from Thomas Lay's home. It quickly became evident that the man Moody had been murdered elsewhere, and that he'd been dumped in the chalk pit. And it was quickly dubbed by the papers as the Chalk Pit Murder. Oh, oh very creative. It's a, yeah, it's a good yeah. name, though. It's, a, it's, it's some, yeah, I like it. it Even though good. technically incorrect, because he wasn't murdered there. Oh, that's yeah, the Chalk Pit body dump. Yeah. Okay, yeah. let's be yeah. let's be serious. <laughs> Were there fact checking journalism back then? I don't think God's so. sake, there's no ethics Despicable. In it. Yeah. yeah. Unlike now. <laughs> <laughs> the autopsy revealed Moody had been badly beaten and then strangled with a rope, which is pretty awful. Yeah, that's a rough way to go. Uh, how was he left? Sorry. Um, when the wrestler left, how what, what was his condition again? He was, he was <laughs> tied up in a clothesline with a yeah, rug over his head. It's and weird. He was strangled. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's weird that they. I mean, they had him. I don't know why they needed to beat the shit. If they were going to kill him, you know, mm. they got him tied up in the rug already. Why beat the shit out of him? Mm. You know? Yeah. Why assume your mistress is? Uh, you know, <laughs> why not? Okay, no, fair enough. A lot of wise. Yeah. John Buckingham, the former wrestler, saw the news of the murder in the press and he actually went to the police to tell them that Lay had paid him £200 to kidnap Moody. Mm-hmm. Buckingham said that once at Lay's house, they were met by the foreman, Lawrence Smith, and that he and Lillian had left Moody tied up with Thomas Lay and the foreman, Lawrence Smith. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, after that, I don't know what happened. Mm. But I've come forward because... He told me he was just going to get him to sign a confession. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know they'd kill him. However, the foreman, Lawrence, gave police a different story, claiming that both he and Buckingham tied up and gagged Moody before leaving the man alive with Thomas Lay. He's like, no, I, w- I wasn't there at the end. It was just Thomas and, and the guy in it tied up. So he said he had nothing to do with the murder and Lay had done all the violence, all the killing. Meanwhile, Thomas Lay completely denied any involvement. He was like, I've never heard of the guy. I don't know anything about it at all. Really? I didn't expect him to do that. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. weird. thought he would have fessed up, you know, immediately. Yeah. <laughs> he seems like a person with a guilty conscience. Yeah. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Witnesses were actually able to place... 
the foreman Lawrence Smith in the car he had rented a few days before the murder at the chalk pit where mm. John Moody's body was found. So they saw him pretty damn in it. the area a few days beforehand, which proved that he knew they planned to murder Moody and that they planned to dump him there. He was yeah. scouting out a mm. dumping location. So people were like, okay, so you <laughs> you, you knew about the murder. Maybe the yeah. other guys didn't. Yeah, you definitely did. Former wrestler Buckingham could not be identified by any witnesses and he agreed to testify against Smith and Lay. Oh, boy. If he was, if he was, if they, you know, you don't charge me, I'll be your witness, which he was, and they were both charged with murder, Smith and Thomas Lay. The trial for the Chalk Pit murder was a worldwide media sensation. A former Australian federal politician and New South Wales Minister for Justice was on trial for a brutal and bloody murder. Yeah, that's pretty so, grim. Yeah. That's so weird because with the stuff with the temperance thing, I would have assumed being Minister for Justice, he had a strong sense of justice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I, it didn't strike me as the sort of person who would say one thing and do another. Mm. I know. Yeah. I'm shocked. It is mm. weird. It is weird. I'm Australia appalled. was shocked. Yeah. We were appalled. Yeah. Absolutely. A nation is hurting. <laughs> <laughs> who can we trust? <laughs> Prosecutor Anthony Hawke was reported in the Adelaide Advertiser at the time to have said that, quote, The victim, Moody, appears to have been a perfectly harmless and decent man, but Lay got it into his head that he was engaged in an intrigue with Mrs. Brooke. Oh. Which is his partner. Yeah. He accused her of carrying on with her (laughs) son-in-law and another man lodging in the house. His suspicions then fixed on Moody and became an obsession. So it sounds like he was like, you're cheating on me with him. No, you're cheating on me with him. <laughs> no, it's him. And he was the last one. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to wrap him up in a carpet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. In the end, the jury only needed to deliberate for 55 minutes before finding Lay and Smith guilty of the murder of Moody. That was just because if it's over like half an hour, they have to feed you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so they're like, let's just like, let's wrap it up, wrap it up. Get some burritos. Yeah, yeah bring in the burritos. <laughs> then let's get out We're going to need more time. <laughs> I like how sloppy he got over time. The first one disappears mysteriously, yeah. fell off a boat, bee stings, and then we beat him up in a carpet. <laughs> well, I reckon he's like he's getting somebody else to do all the other ones, mm. and they're getting away with it mm. really smoothly. And then the first time he has a crack at doing it himself, <laughs> caught immediately. That's true. <laughs> An embarrassing attempt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, hit him, and then... Um... <laughs> So both of them found guilty and they were both actually sentenced to death. Whoa. The date set for just six weeks later on May 8th, which doesn't give you much time to appeal back yeah, then. Yeah, no. Quick turnaround. But I like there's a certain poetry to in his early days as the Minister of Justice or whatever where he got that guy hanged. Oh, yeah. You're saying yeah, 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 now yeah. he's getting hanged himself. That yeah. is nice. It rhymes, you know. <laughs> that, is, that is nice. <laughs> I'm happy about that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Lay's wife had reportedly flown out from Australia to attend the trial, but they'd been living apart for many, many years. Yeah, why so I don't know who was like, yeah. I want to watch the guy hang. <laughs> yeah, or, if she, or, say, yeah. or if she's there for support, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. True, true. <laughs> I'd be there to watch him hang. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I can imagine myself being a very spiteful ex-wife. <laughs> <laughs> your dream your dream role, spiteful yeah. ex-wife. My dream is to be a third wife mm, oh, and that's then good. a spiteful ex-wife. You want to be up the back in the courthouse when yeah. guilty, you know, is spread out. You can just smile. You can just give him a... Big glasses on. <laughs> yeah. Huge. Yeah. Oh, you just yell out, suck shit. <laughs> <laughs> suck you, Dad. <laughs> That'd be great to yell as he's having his last words. <laughs> Interrupt him, yeah. (laughs) Two doctors examined Lay and reported that he had been suffering from paranoia when he had plotted the murder and he was declared to be officially insane. No. Okay, yeah, I don't know. 
Yeah, three days before Lay was to hang, his sentence was commuted to life in prison, Ugh. as was his accomplice, Lawrence Smith. So he was shown the mercy that he didn't show mm. when he yeah, was in prison. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of glad Lawrence Smith, but I mean, Lawrence Smith still killed a guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He wasn't a good dude. No, yeah. you're right. Like, yeah. But he, I guess he, he thought that the dude was blackmailing someone. Yeah. Doesn't seem proportional, though. No, not really. <laughs> yeah. No. Thomas Lay was transferred to Broadmoor Criminal Lunatic Asylum where he was unable to escape the metaphorical hangman for too much longer because just two and a half months later, he suffered a massive stroke and died at the age of 66. Oh, oh wow. Oh, good. Couldn't have happened to a nicer bloke. (laughs) I kind of wish he'd served more time in prison, though. Yeah, me too. You know, he didn't didn't really suffer that much. Yeah. Yeah. He is said to have been, I love that this is like the the weirdest title you could ever give someone, the wealthiest person to ever be imprisoned at Broadmoor. (laughs) (laughs) At the time, the Daily Mail said the police estimated his fortune at £50,000, which is £1.5 million today. Okay. So he'd held on to a fair chunk of change at the end there. Yeah. After his murder conviction and death, many of the dots began to be connected to all his opponents that seemed to have mysteriously (laughs) died or disappeared. Yeah. And now it's widely accepted that Lay had a hand in many, if not all, of those deaths as well. That's so funny. But obviously he never went to trial or anything because it was after his death that they went, ah! Yeah, this makes sense. Oh Imagine if it God. is just a bunch of coincidences, though. <laughs> and but now it's just it's believed across the board yeah. that he was. Yeah, involved. that's right. But the the beasting one is weird. That is yeah. weird. That does that stand one, out, kind of. It is that one. Just seems like was that just? It I seems mean, like a husband died. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's about it. Because it's hard to. Do you reckon you could kill someone with bees? Well, that's the thing too. I was like, how do you, you got to? Surely you've got to be stung a lot or, yeah. to or die. have a really bad Yeah, exactly. Allergy. If you know yeah, someone's got a terrible yeah. allergy, all you need is one bee. But Are, if you're not true. allergic. What about if somebody's on the toilet, you open the door, throw the beehive in, uh-huh. close the door, uh-huh. <laughs> put a chair up against it, and you just let nature take its course? That might be how I'd kill that someone with bees. That is nature. Yeah, yeah that's, well, that's nature. In, in, a, in the realm of attempts to assassinate someone, that yeah. does seem like one of the harder ways to do it. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Pushing someone off a boat's pretty easy. Yeah. Killing someone with bees, uh, yeah, I don't know how you'd do that. Yeah. I'll finish off with Thomas Lay's description from the official website for the Parliament of New South Wales. So basically every politician is on there. Mm. And I know Australians don't trust them, but not many have a sentence like this in their bio. <laughs> After his electoral defeat, went to England. This is all in like dot points. Promoted a million pound sweepstake. Was a wartime black marketeer. <laughs> Convicted of a murder in 1947, in brackets, the chalk pit murder. Declared insane and committed to Broadmoor Criminal Lunatic Asylum, where he died. (laughs) That's the end of his bio on the official New South Wales Parliament website. What an illustrious career he left. So there he is, one of the least trustworthy politicians you'll ever come across, Thomas Lay, who I was like, I think I'm going to call this episode. And this, this was voted for by, I should say, by our Patreon supporters. I put up three topics. Mm -hmm. And this was, of course, chosen when I called it Thomas Lay dot dot dot. The Minister for Murder. Oh, my God. That's good. That's and I really felt good. so good about that. No, right? That's I thought really about solid. Because I, I just came across this guy and I was like, I've got to do a report on him. I wrote him down a while yeah. ago. And I was like, I didn't do that much research because, you know, in case one of you do the topic one other mm-hmm. time, Jess, and this didn't win, and then it wins. And I was like, great. I'll call it that. Fantastic. It started doing a bit of Googling. I, th- I felt so proud of that. <laughs> yeah. I realised that in the 70s, not one, but two books were written about him called <laughs> The Minister for Murder. I was like, yeah. I'm hack. I'm hack. That's a but shame. still, I think I'll call the episode that because it sounds cool. It's yeah, great. No, really it good. sounds great. I sounds think cool. he he had a pretty good life though. Like, yeah. really, oh, yeah. like he this he's he sort of a success story in a way. Yeah, you I know? mean, he went. He was a rags to riches sort yeah. of story. Yeah, and he lied, cheated, stealed, 
Stealed. Yeah. He stealed. He stealed. Stealed. Yeah. He moited. He stealed and moited. Yeah. He, for at least the next little while, he will have also lived longer than any of us. Yeah. So that's yes. true. Damn it. Yeah. And like, even when he died, it wasn't, you know, nobody got him. He was in jail for like two years and then he didn't. No, himself. two months. Two months. Yeah. It was two months. And then it was just like a really quick, you know, a very big stroke. Yeah. Tell you what, the guy goes to jail like he holds parliament. (laughs) (laughs) Yes! Start with a clap, end with a clap. Yeah, beautiful. (laughs) Well, Adam and Jackson, now we've got the formalities out of the way. That actually brings us to most people's favourite section of the show. That is called the the fact, quote, or question, which, if you're not familiar, actually has a jingle that I think sounds a little something like this. Fact, quote, or question. Ding. Oh, my God. That was awesome. That's incredible. Did I hear it again? No. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. I understand. (laughs) Ding. I'll give give him my bit. uh, Yeah, that's enough. That's what he wanted. (laughs) You were looking at me. Can I hear that bit again? (laughs) Uh, basically, this is this is a sh- uh, part of the show where we thank the people that support the show on Patreon, and the way people do that is go to patreon.com slash dogoonpod. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of rewards, including at different levels, I should say. You can be in our Facebook group. You hear about shows before anyone else. You get discounted tickets. We do three mm-hmm. bonus episodes a month. We give people shout-outs. And also, the people in the Sydney Scheinberg Deluxe Memorial Package level. Rolls off the top. Uh, yeah. Get to submit a fact, quote, or question. Sometimes it's a brag or suggestion. Okay. Or a recipe. Oh! It can be anything, really. That's awesome. A criticism. It's their time. Yeah, fair enough. Um, no, let's not welcome criticism. No. Uh, <laughs> I don't, what about, I, I don't w- wish to grow. Oh, what about a witticism? Okay. Okay, we'll right. take that. Fair enough. And, uh, yeah, these people get to give themselves a title. Yep. Okay. As well as a fact, a quote, or a question, etc. Jess, I believe you've uh, you've got a few there. Yes, I do. Um, fact, quotes, or questions. Fact, quotes, or, and or questions. And uh, usually, so this is usually Matt's domain, I must yep. say. So we're okay, fumbling fair a enough, here. Fair we're enough. trying to, to work our way. You seem like you're doing awesome. Thank you so much. Oh, my God, so thank much. you. I'm it's basically okay. doing an impression of Matt. That's what I feel like I'm doing. <laughs> like, what would Matt do? Yeah. Okay, right so if, I, if we're doing impressions of Matt, then, then I'll fuck up every second word. His <laughs> <laughs> excuses, and this is true of us too, we don't read them until we read them out loud. There's oh, no yeah. proofreading sure. here. Yeah. There's no reading beforehand, so... And perfect because the first one is from somebody whose name Matt always butchers. So I will do that as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So first up um, from Jacoby D'Angel. I'm pretty sure that's right. (laughs) Yeah, but yeah. It's definitely Jacoby. Yes. Jacoby? Jacoby. Jacoby. Yeah. As someone who hasn't seen the word, writ- uh, the word, the name written down, mm-hmm. names a hundred percent correct. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh, whatever, hundred percent correct. <laughs> Thank you. And Jacoby's given himself the title director of the Do Go On movie. Oh, and has given us a question. Um, we love okay. a question. Oh, it's a long one. Oh my god, it's long. Jacoby <laughs> says, "I'm back with another great." Zambian fact. It's long again. Okay. So I apologize in advance, Matt. Well, it's Jess, and I do not forgive you. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Yep. Here we go. Oh, this, oh my Strap God. In. Jacoby, you're abusing the system. <laughs> this is so it's, long. It's supposed to be a question. I don't know where a question's going to come <laughs> from. Let's find out. World War One didn't officially end on the 11th hour of the 11th day on the 11th month in 1918 in France, but instead 14 days later in Zambia, which at the time called Northern Rhodesia under British colonization. 
The armistice was signed on the 11th of November, but was not known to German Lieutenant Colonel Paul Emil von Little Vorbeck. <laughs> that's man. Little Vorbeck. That's made up name, that's may I real. say. Yeah, that's I don't believe that's real. Yeah. Well, he was the man known as the Lion of Africa. Okay. He had three. <laughs> There's no other lines in Africa. It is so long. Sorry, it is sorry. so long. Sorry. You can faff about with the others. Like, I'm the kangaroo of Australia. I mean, come on. <laughs> I've heard the best way to skim something is to just read the first sentence of every paragraph. Okay. Oh, yeah. So maybe it'll make sense if you do that. <laughs> okay, great. He had 3,000 German troops and 11,000 African troops under his command when he captured the town of Kazamar on the 14th of November 1918 and was finally made aware of the armistice by telegram from the town of Kabwe, which was delayed three days due to celebrations. <laughs> That's great. You celebrate before passing on the message that the war is over. <laughs> this event is the official cessation of arms for the great conflagration known as World War One. <laughs> that is, You are padding for word count. <laughs> <laughs> can, th- these can be short if you want them to. Um, it's marked by the uh, Shambeshi Memorial, which is a stone monolith with a plaque and a big cannon next to it. The general and his army were ordered to march 250 kilometers north to Mabala near the Zambian-Tanzanian border. The town was then known <laughs> as Abercorn <laughs> and marked the border for German East Africa. This is, we keep going. On the 25th of November 1918, von Letten Vorbeck agreed to a formal surrender and his militia were forced to throw their weapons into the nearby Lake Chilla. This marks the official end of World War One. I. I feel like he said this marks the official yeah. end of World War I a few times. He's doing his own little report, it I know. seems like. Sneaking in a second episode. Yeah. yeah. This is great. He also said, question, there's no question. <laughs> World War I surrender monument still stands in Mabala today as a reminder. I'll finish with this great quote from an article posted by Quartz. Where I found some of this so there's a quote in there, but no question. And there's also a fact, which is everything else. Yeah. So you got tricked into having them on as a guest. <laughs> That's what's happening. You son of a bitch. Yeah, they, we, we read long enough, we have to pay Jacoby for this. <laughs> how, how much time have I got? I can you do this put, in 10 seconds. Yeah, in the guest list, you should put us two and then them yeah. as well. Jacoby, yeah. Nearly 2 million Africans were involved in World War One. yet common historical accounts and subsequent commemorations have erased their sacrifice. When the war ended, Africans were reminded that they had no power, even though some held guns for their colonial leaders. They were denied representation at the Treaty of Versailles and Germany's colonies were divvied among the victors with no input from the millions of Africans impacted. Damn. Then just says, cheers, (laughs) Jacoby and Margaret. I've just remembered, so Margaret who Jacoby is signing off with there is from Zambia. Yes. Oh, okay. And that's why we're getting a few Zambian facts. Yeah, that's fair. right. That's cool. So yeah. that, that is genuinely interesting, just quite but long. it's not yeah. a question. <laughs> and that's where I take umbrage. Yeah. Yeah. That's my, you draw the line. My favourite part is that it took three days to pass on because they were partying. <laughs> yeah. That is, we're going to enjoy it, you know. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jacoby. Our next fact quarter question comes from Daniel Ryan. Daniel's given himself the title, Master is Semi-Useful Math Info. Okay. So maybe not in English. <laughs> Probably master in. Yes. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. Ah. I was thinking that it was like some sort of like you know computer generated name. <laughs> master is semi useful math. <laughs> and Daniel's given us a fact. This is a fact for Dave. Ooh. It's a math fact. Ooh. It is a useful fact, but Jess may even call it a fun fact. Okay. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> yeah. Background part: the relation of miles to kilometers is surprisingly close to pi. Apparently only like nine metres off. What? Huh. Pi also has a relationship 
to the Fibonacci sequence. This means that you can estimate miles to kilometers based on the Fibonacci numbers. Three miles is about five kilometers. Five miles is about eight kilometers. Eight miles is about 13 kilometers. 13 miles is about 21 kilometers. And obviously you can go backwards as well. 5k to three mile. Obviously huge complex numbers are still complicated, but this is still pretty useful on a small scale. Daniel? That is not a fun fact. <laughs> I heartily disagree. I thought that was fun. But I think that that's, that's actually useful to us because frequently we're doing a topic where it's either in mm. kilometres or miles. Yeah. yeah. Fair, fair. And yeah. either way we have to convert for ourselves or for our overseas listeners who are like, I don't know. Mm. Yeah, what's meters, this? Feet or whatever. Yeah. So, and but- me. It's me going, <laughs> How, what is that? Yeah, just, just, you're like, if you hear pounds, you just switch off. Yeah, I'm, like, yeah. I'm gone. <laughs> Never mind. Pounds of what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But if we knew three miles is about 5K, five miles is about 8K, yeah. if we... That would really put it into perspective. But do you, you got to know the Fibonacci numbers, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's like, there's too much learning to yeah, do. Yeah, that's like a whole other realm of numbers. Google can do this for me. Yeah. Mm. Or I could just take a guesstimate yeah. and get it wrong. Oh, okay, that sounds long. <laughs> yeah. In my head, it's now long. Um, thank you, Daniel. Next, we have Cody Bancroft. And Cody Bancroft has given themselves the title Supervisor of Laughing While Uncomfortable. Oh, okay. Oh, and Cody has given us a challenge. Whoa. Love that. Have we had a challenge before? That's exciting. I think throwing down the gauntlet. Love this. That's awesome. awesome. Yeah, what is it? Let's see. Hello from Washington. Love the pod and truly look forward to it every week. I've been going through the back catalogue and I am loving the fact there are so many to help me get through some of the more boring parts of my week. After hearing Matt say so many times he just reads these out without pre-reading them, I have a challenge for you three, but Uh mostly Matt. Fucking hell. Uh. Here in Washington, we have quite a few cities that most people from out of state have a hard time pronouncing. So I figure I'd give you guys, I'd have you guys give it a shot. Uh, the list is a little long, <laughs> but give it a look. I can't wait to hear you, Matt, butcher these names. Um, oh, it's a really long list. Oh, what do we, what do we just pick a couple? Okay. Yeah. Pick a few of these. <laughs> can you see them as well, Dave? I've just brought it up just so I can have a look. Uh, okay. Kamano. <laughs> that sounds right. Cheney. That's that got to be right. Cheney. Yeah, sure. Samamish. Felita. Issaquah. <laughs> Skok. <laughs> There's no Both down name. Skok. Othello? Skok, S-K-O-K. There's also uh, Skokamish. Sellers uh, in there twice. Seller. Salah. How do you spell it? S-E-L-A-H. H. It sounds like it should be Seller. Salah. Jack, this one would be Yakima or Yakima? Yakima. 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 Yeah. No, I reckon Yakima. <sighs> I love- Tacoma. That's oh. got to be Tacoma. Yeah, right? Tacoma, I believe, is actually correct. Yeah. I think I know that place. Uh, I love, listeners obviously aren't getting this, but I love that as both of you say them, you're looking at the two of us with such desperation. <laughs> like, come on, please. Is this right? Is this right? Yeah, like, we could validate any of the answers you're giving. I'm also just, I went for the approach of just say it confidently. Yeah, that's mm. smart. And, oh, I love and that. by confidence, I've kind of gone aggressive. This is probably wrong, but if uh, if it's wrong, I don't want to be right. Yeah. <laughs> Scar mania. Whoa. Whoa. Get fucked. That's great. <laughs> that's that is constantly, Mania. But there's also Skamokawa. Skamokawa. Oh, that sounds Sk- great too. Skamokawa. Mm. That's great. Skamokawa. That's uh, that's a fun place. Pull Yallop. <laughs> Pull Yallop. Pull Yallop. Pull Yallop. That a place or a command? <laughs> <laughs> Pull Yallop. What do you do if I yell that at to you? Gun to your head. You like what is he saying? Pull I yellop. would try to do you- a push up weird. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty confident I'd get shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pull Yallop. Bang. 
Oh, this is fun, but I've got no idea if we're on the money here or not. I'm going to send Cody a list of Australian oh, yeah. town yeah. names. Send them back. Send yeah. them back. You try. Woolamaloo. <laughs> it's silly. Tuckwilla. I love a I love a challenge. That's, though. A, that's a Washington one. <laughs> Feel free to send through other challenges. That's a great idea. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah. Thanks, Cody. Uh, and finally, Lauren Joyner has given themselves the title "The Queen of Overthinking." Um, right there with you, sister. <laughs> you can ch- and- challenge for the monarchy. Yeah. <laughs> if you're a queen, I'm a princess. Uh, and um, Lauren has given us a question. The question is: What is your favorite slash weirdest slash most surprising celebrity encounter? Oh, okay. And uh, we, when people ask us a question, we love them to answer the question themselves. And she has done that one time in 2008. I was stopped at a crosswalk uh, in Los Angeles, windows down, blasting cold chisel. I had recently discovered them. I don't think they had much of a presence in the States. <laughs> a dude, the good word. A dude crossing in front of me stopped for a beat and turned around to see where the music was coming from. It was Russell Crowe. <laughs> <laughs> that is because he would absolutely yeah, know. Yeah. 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 He would, sure. Oh, my God. So he would be like, what the Who hell? is playing Cold Chisel? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. That's Saturday awesome. night. <laughs> Russell Crowe's like, (laughs) He kind of nodded to himself and kept walking. I'm assuming (laughs) he was surprised to hear flame trees coming out of a non-fancy car in Beverly Hills. That is truly excellent. Like just nodding to himself like, the yeah. way it should be, and then get walking. <laughs> and I love this as well because um, I have some other good ones from growing up in LA, but that one is more on, on theme for an Australian-based podcast. Yeah, beautiful. How good's that? Any celebrity yeah. encounters? Celebrity encounters. Well, he's a pretty despicable man, so I'm not happy about it, but I did meet Ron Jeremy once, the famous <laughs> Bourne star. Oh. Really? <laughs> it was when I was I was working at Saxbo years ago, okay. and I saw Ron Jeremy, and I was like, i got to get a photo with Ron Jeremy. But the thing about the photo is my camera sucked on my phone at the time so it's really blurry like a Bigfoot photo <laughs> and it's just me and Ron Jeremy next to each other and he looks so sad oh no but I, yeah I have that uh, I think okay. about that occasionally I have a blurry photo of me and Ron Jeremy just photo. on my phone wow. yeah. a Bigfoot star photo of a very hairy man yeah yeah absolutely yeah so wow. that's, that's probably my, my strangest celebrity in that's camera. a good one um, I uh, a, a Australian Australian comedian Greg Fleet yeah I was once with uh, a bunch of me and a bunch of friends, and this is, if you know me very well, you know that this is absolutely the sort of scenario I would often find myself in. I'm with a bunch of my friends, and we're talking about tanks on a <laughs> tram because we are very interested in tanks. Okay. Yes. Tank and, chat. Yeah, yeah nice. tank chat, tank chat. And uh, Greg Fleet stood up as he he was going to get off the tram and he'd quite clearly, because we were not quiet, he'd quite clearly heard the conversation and he just quickly inserted, like, uh, his favourite tank and why. <laughs> <laughs> that is so and good. My response when I turned around and recognised him was, you're Greg Fleet. <laughs> and he got and he's off like, the you're not even listening to my tank <laughs> Great. He looked a little put out. If I'm being it's honest, like, I, I thought we were just talking tanks. Yeah, yeah. it was tank chat. Not it yeah. was very funny. Like he was, oh, uh, awesome. like obviously what I he had said, I wasn't properly paying attention to because I was like, oh my god, that's so funny. I yeah. feel like you had a chance to be like, stick around. Like, yeah. if you want to talk tanks, like the tram's gonna keep going, brother. Let's yeah. let's chat it up. Tank chat. Yeah, that's you have awesome. Any, Dave. Uh, one time I was at an airport in Scotland about eight years ago and I looked across the, the lounge as we were waiting to board and sitting there and like asleep in an upright position, I went to my girlfriend at the time and said, oh my God, that's Susan Boyle. 
<laughs> you know the singer <laughs> Susan actually? It was her. That's awesome. It was her. That rules. And she was just sitting up asleep and sort of like, you know, she must have been so tired she was sort of passing out a bit. Oh, and then she, uh, yeah, just got on the same flight as us. So That's if the plane crazy. had gone down, it would have been all Susan Boyle. Yeah. It would have been you and Susan Boyle taken out at the same time. Can you believe <laughs> it? What a tragedy. We usually don't travel at the same plane. Yeah, yeah. Just That's, in a, yeah. That's a real <laughs> big bop of uh, <laughs> Eddie Valen. Yeah. 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 Wow. She was flying economy? Amazingly, yes. Wow. The Susan Boyle. Was anybody else looking at her? Uh, no, I think that... Oh, I think you just saw a Scottish woman. <laughs> it was definitely Susan Boyle. Do you think... I think that the hostess has sort of like put took her to her seat a bit. Wow. Oh. She did not look very well, I will say. Okay, she was, interesting. Because she was sort of nodding off a bit yeah. mid-sit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, wow. but it was very funny. Like, oh, my. Yeah. Well, but then well, what do you say? Like, I don't, I don't need to say hello, to Susan Boyle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you going to do about it? Yeah. yeah. Well, if if she wasn't looking too well, could it be that instead of being Susan Boyle, she was just a Scottish woman, <laughs> yeah. and they were being because she needed a little help? It <laughs> might have delivered been, to yeah. their chair. He's I, so sure though. Let's it, see. No, it was Susan Boyle. I am a hundred percent sure it was Susan Boyle. It was very funny. Do you think? Because I keep thinking you're on the same plane. Say the plane crashes. It's like a desert island situation. <laughs> Do you bring it up? Yeah. <laughs> like at when that point, but yeah. Like, but, like, is it the kind of thing where you're like, actually, we've got to care about surviving and, like, while you're collecting or coconuts, do you like, you're like, like hey, cas- Susan Boyle. Casually bring it up to just be like, I also dreamed a dream of time gone by, for example. But, um, <laughs> but uh, yes, would you like me to go get us a fish or something? <laughs> I thought you were saying, I thought you were about to say when you were like, oh, it's it's this is about survival. Yeah. I thought you were about to be like, well, we need to check. Are you Susan Boyle? Because otherwise, we're not going to care too much <laughs> yeah, about exactly. you. Yeah. Exactly. We will let you go. You're, you're on your probably, own. Honestly, if you crash. <laughs> Well, desert you island. go is scarier than what I was thinking. Was what I was implying there. That sounds the, more. That sounds. Wild. Are you the real Susan Boyle? Because if you're not, I'm eating you. Okay. <laughs> exactly. I'm not going to give up my rations for you if you're not famous celebrity Susan Boyle. You'd be happy though if you were on a des- des- desert island with a celebrity because you're like pe- people aren't going to come for me, but they might come and f- try and find Susan yeah, Boyle. You know. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. They're sending double the amount of planes. Yeah, look, to be- look for Susan Boyle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Simon Cowell himself is flying his jet <laughs> to find his big that's, his friend Susan Boyle. It's so funny as well if it's not Susan Boyle and you're just relaxing on the beach. You're like, I'm not concerned. They're coming for Suze. They'll be here to pick up Susie any day now. I keep telling you, I'm not Susan Boyle. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> All right, Susan. <laughs> and this is, yeah, well, this would have been 20, 2012, maybe. Wow. 2012. Okay. So That's a good one. I don't know if I've heard that story she before. Was, and that great. was, she won, uh, if people don't know, I don't know how big she is in America. She won Britain's Got Talent by singing this in- incredible version of I Dreamed a Dream from mm-hmm. Les Mis. Mm. And uh, this is probably only a few, few years after that. So, Subo was still. Yeah. Yeah. Subo. So, yeah, Jess, have you had any encounters? I, I can't believe I nearly forgot this. But, and this is a fairly recent one. It was earlier this year, I nearly hit John Cena with my car. That's right! Wow. <laughs> That's yes. amazing! I That's didn't awesome. nearly hit him because I'm a very safe driver. Sure. <laughs> but I was, because uh, he and Zac Efron filming a movie in Melbourne, yeah. mm-hmm. and I was driving to work uh, at the radio station on a weekend, pulling into like a cafe near work, and I'm, I'm coming up this little city street, and two people sort of stepped out, um, mm-hmm. and I was like slowing down anyway because mm. I saw them about to cross, but they weren't looking; they were looking the other way. And I was like, right. "Fucking idiots!" <laughs> and then as they turned to like, they saw me and waved like, "Oh, sorry and thank you." Mm. I was like, "That's John fucking Cena!" <laughs> and then I went into the cafe. I'm still a bit shocked that John Cena just walked out in front of me, and like, "Hey, how are you?" I was like, "Hi." I just saw John Cena, <laughs> and they're like, "Yeah, he was just here having oh, a coffee." Right. And I was like, "Oh my god!" Because oh, they didn't wow. know that they're hitting like the panic button under the desk because you sound. <laughs> She's crazy. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I, I know he was just here. He was really nice. I was like, oh my god. I googled it. And apparently, he's doing a film with Zac Efron. And they're like, oh my god, I love Zac Efron. So then it was just me and the staff at this cafe <laughs> getting our phones out, googling like Zac Efron That's movie. Awesome. And then I had to transition into ordering a coffee, and that was tricky to sort of be like. Anyway, <laughs> we're all having fun. I'm but glad I am we've thirsty. bonded, but I I am late for work. <laughs> I think that'd I be my. If I met John Cena, absolutely, that'd be my day. I don't think I could do anything. So else. Totally. You don't need to do anything else. Let's tick that day off yeah. in our life. Yeah. Right. And yeah. here you are remembering exactly that day is done. Yeah. I just remembered one other really quick one. Yeah. Which was once many years ago when I was walking in South Yarra to Channel 10 where I was working at the time. I was walking down the street and I swear to you, John Cleese walked past. <laughs> and at the same time, the Google streetcar drove past. <laughs> and I checked, it was in front of South Yarra Library. I checked that every, the Google Maps view every day for a year because I was thinking, imagine if I was on there. Yeah, with, John Cleese. Because he's a very tall, yeah. very You'd distinct looking him, man. Yeah. You could tell they never put it up. So the camera was oh. sadly not on. But I looked oh every day to God. be like, I want to be on Google with, with you, John Cleese. Oh my if you God, go on Google crazy. Maps, you can go back through the years. So, oh, like, you could, get, I reckon, give it another search now. Because <laughs> okay, okay, they go. sometimes go from 2020, like yes. 2023 now. Are we in 2023? Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, back to 2009. Like, you can do yeah. the whole. So, I reckon it's worth checking. Well, if you look at the old, um, stupid old studios, um, Broden is waving out the window. That's so good. <laughs> that is very funny. That's oh, really that rules. <laughs> Uh, Did he know that the Google streetcar was coming? Yeah, you would often, as because their office window looked straight out onto the street, and so often, anytime people arrived, you'd see Broden because that's where he would think. Oh, I see. Be staring out the window, and so he saw it and and had time to like get into position. It's so good. That is good. You seen those images of the Google Street View car hitting somebody somewhere? It's it's I don't know if it's still up because it yeah people found out about it or whatever. But there's it's like shot of a person in front of the car, shot of the person falling down, oh my shot God. of if you like turn it around and look, the person's tumbling behind. I can't believe they. That is wild, isn't it? They uploaded that, but they didn't upload John Cleese. I know what the hell are you thinking? I mean, I am looking back at the old ones now. Yeah. Can you see it? Have you seen the... It's very cute. The ah, one of... Is I, that you? That, I thought so at, two, at first, too. No, it's not. I wish that... That's from 2014. That looked a bit like you. Mm. We still have other stuff to do in the Patreon. Oh, no. Sorry, sorry. Let's <laughs> let's continue on. That is a great question. I love that. Yeah. I'd love to hear other people's celebrity encounters. Mm. Yeah, that was great. Stuff like that when you, like, you know... You see someone one time and it just sticks with you forever. They're yeah. not thinking about it ever again. Oh, but God, for you, yeah. like it's the day you, you nearly ran over John Cena. You're thinking about that forever. I yeah. nearly forgot it just now. I was like, who have I met? Who have I seen? Um, thank you again to Lauren, Cody, Daniel, and Jacoby. Um, the next thing we need to do is just give some shout-outs to some very special people who support us over at uh, patreon.com slash pod. Yes, that's right. So we read out their name. and Get then off j- Google Images. Oh, God, I want to see John Cleese. <laughs> <laughs> Jess usually comes up with a game, like a little like a fun nickname-y type thing we can okay. give, we can uh, give yeah. each person that we can all join in on. Do we yep. have any? Often it relates to the topic, but, I mean, what about he was the minister for murder? What oh, are they, the oh, oh, that's great. It's a great yes. idea. Yep. Mm. A fake ministry. Mm-hmm. Fake ministry. Great. Um, do you want me to kick it off? Please, because I'm still on Google Maps. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't that wasn't subtle at all, mate. Oh my god! I can see your little fingers scrolling all over the place. You're not there. November 2016. Okay, this could be it. This could be it. <laughs> it drove past. I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna be on Google with John Cleese. What so, a day! You might be able to print that out and pretend like you know him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we are, just hanging out in front of the South Yarra Library. Our faces are blurred, obviously, but you can tell it's him. <laughs> 
Okay, so first up, I would love to thank from, oh, address unknown, so we can only assume deep within the fortress of the moles. Absolutely, mm-hmm. a mole person for sure, mm-hmm. and we appreciate yep. them. Yep. Zach Lynch. Minister for... Uh, Mousetraps. Oh, nice, nice. I mean, uh, Parliament's a big place. I'm sure they've probably got rodent problems. Typically give that to a cat, but, you know. (laughs) No, no, no. no. Zach's got it. (laughs) Zach's got this one. Um, Thank you, Zach. I would also like to thank from Swindon in Great Britain, Russell Leake. Russell Leake. Adam, any thoughts on the ministry for Russell Leake? Uh, obviously, it would be uh, Ministry for uh, State Secrets. Okay. Oh, oh. Ironic name. Oh, because Leak. Yes. Yeah. yes. <laughs> I'm, hey, good. I'm Russell Leak, but I won't. That's what you could say every time. Yeah. Yeah. My name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, what, what people at home didn't get to experience was the lean and like the t- the wink. The, oh, I'm Russell Leak. But I won't. Oh, the tip. Yeah, they <laughs> pull down the, the, the glasses. glasses yeah. well, it sounds like yeah. you will. That's, <laughs> <laughs> That's right. This is typically what a wink means. Yeah. <laughs> so you're really not sure about this guy. But yeah, leak by name, not by nature. <laughs> that is fantastic. I uh, would also love to thank from Shelby in North Carolina. Oh, we don't I don't do want to hear any facts about it. We don't have to do a fact about it. Matt usually does a fact oh. about North Carolina, but oh. you don't need to know no, that. That's to. where Venus flytraps are from. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I would love to thank Daniel Beaupre. Beaupre. Daniel, Daniel Beaupre, Minister okay, for, for Funk. <laughs> Hell yeah! Oh, yes. You need one. You gotta have one. You gotta have, one, you gotta yeah. have one that minister is for Funk. So yeah. good. Fuck yeah! <laughs> I'll do. I'll do a couple more. Then you bring it home. Okay, great, great. Okay, great. I would um, also love to thank from Beckenham. In Western Australia, Jackie Parsons. Jackie Parsons. Minister for... Munch. <laughs> for munch? <laughs> or, or munching. <laughs> okay. Munchies. <laughs> Minister for munchies. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Jackie knows where all the good snacks are. <laughs> and uh, finally for me, I would love to thank from... oh. <laughs> Location unknown. Oh, my God. We can only assume deep within the fortress of the moles. Or Scotland. Or Scotland. Mm. I would love to thank Faline O'Banion. Faline O'Banion. That's an incredible yeah, name. Yeah, it's really. Yeah. O'Banion's awesome. Yeah. Minister, Minister for remote control cars. Oh. oh. An important job. Yeah, there's really job. fast petrol-powered ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're, like, genuinely just small cars. <laughs> that is a portfolio I would like to have. Yes. <laughs> Agreed. Dave, do you want to thank some people? I would love to. F- this is from Amsterdam in the Netherlands. Thank you so much to Hayden Stras or Hayden Stras. Stras. Uh, <laughs> minister for Meats. Oh, <laughs> Whoa. Love a Minister for wow, Meats. Minister for Meats. Yeah. I open a butcher, that's what I'd call it. <laughs> yeah, that's a great butcher name. I was thinking name. more it for is. like charcuterie boards. Oh, yeah. nice. Oh. Minister, come, Sweet come, Meats. Come down. Kinda, yeah. Sweet chat to the minister. I'm, cha- I'm changing my desired portfolio. That's the one <laughs> yeah. I want. Yeah, 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 you can yeah. do two portfolios. Yeah, you can have many. And like in conjunction with the Minister for Cheese. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Uh, thank you from North <laughs> Melbourne now. It's Adam Hamato. Oh, Adam Hamato. One Adam, from one Adam to another. Minister for <laughs> Minister for my fellow Adams. <laughs> yeah, yeah, minister, minister for, for Adams. Adams. Yeah, somebody's got to take care That's of him. Great. Yeah, there's so many. Cop we have Adam needs. Bant. Yeah. Missed out. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for nothing. <laughs> nah, good on ya. Well, great. I mean, you got. A, do you feel represented now? You've got a minister. I finally. What yes. are the issues facing Adams? 
<laughs> well, we often get the I sick and tired of people making Adam and Eve jokes. Okay, fair enough. That. Yeah, no, get enough of that. Yeah. yeah. Get banned. Banned. Work closely with the Minister for Eves to sort something out. Yeah. <laughs> if you say if you meet someone named Adam and yeah. you say, huh, where's Eve? Oh yeah. you're, that's jail. <laughs> that's a jailable offense. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> I- <laughs> I mean, I'd vote for that. I, yeah, me too. I, yeah. I get it because I have a dog named Goose and people always go, where's Maverick? And oh, I'm like, yeah. oh my God. Put that on the bill. Put that on the bill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'll, that'll be included in the, the a clause yeah. in the Thank and you. where's law. Yes. yes. Thank can't you. can't say and where's. Yeah, yes. that's good. That's mm. good. <laughs> I would like to thank from Hindmarsh in Western Australia, Dwayne Sprig. Ooh, good name, oh, Dwayne. Yeah. Minister for left-handers. Oh, oh nice. Which, important. Yeah. You're a left-hand. Either of you left-handed? Uh, I no. don't think so. Okay, but Jess. <laughs> <laughs> Never Jackson, learned to write. <laughs> I'm holding a pencil for us. Yeah, right you're handed. you're right-handed, buddy. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks for getting me there. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> That's such a funny answer. <laughs> I just thought if Adam gets to be, you know, looked after. Yeah, of yeah, course. yeah, of course. So should I. I agree. Yeah, I, I absolutely think you and should my, be represented. The, the rest of the ten percent of the population mm. that can't use scissors. <laughs> we're, we're so sorry <laughs> for what you go through. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, every time. But uh, Dwayne's there for you. Thank and you, finally, I would like to thank from Paisley in the greatest of Britons. Mm-hmm. I would like to thank. Is that Scotland? Scotland outside Glasgow there? Because remember, we, uh, we we once met a great listener, Ross. Do you remember Ross? The yes. guy that was there? It is. It is in uh, the lowlands of Scotland, yes. Ross is from Paisley, I, oh, I seem to go. remember. Well, and he was go. the one who described every other place in England and Scotland as a shithole. Bloody <laughs> shithole. Yeah. Everything else, but Paisley, all good. Uh, that's great. And that's good news for Gary B. <laughs> Gary B. Uh, Gary B. Gary B. Minister for... Getting it done. Yeah. <laughs> someone's got to do it. Someone's Someone going to do it. Yeah. Someone's got to get it done. Statistically speaking, someone's <laughs> getting it done. saying I've got to get stuff done is usually like procrastinating. Yeah. So yeah. I also like to imagine Gary just walking around Parliament just with a mug, <laughs> looking busy. Does the mug say getting it done yeah. on it? Yeah. <laughs> it, it's very cool. Um, so thank you to those people. Gary, Dwayne, Adam, Hayden, Feline, Jackie, Daniel, Russell, and Zach. Big shout out. Thank you so much to our, our, our ministers. Congratulations yeah. to your portfolios. Now you're in cabinet. You would think it's done, but it's not. We have one final thing that we have to do, and that is to welcome some people into the Triptych Club. Now, what happens here is these people have been on the shout out level or, or above for three straight years. Whoa. Never fallen off. We've already shouted out to them previously. So to enshrine them forever, we welcome them into our Hall of Fame slash hangout zone slash airport style lounge oh, that yeah. we call the Triptych Club. And basically inside there's food, there's drinks, there's fun, there's games, mm. there's lovely things to do and play. That should have rhymed, but it didn't. Anyway. But, uh, <laughs> it, felt so not, it was like the non-rhyming opening of Play School. Yeah. It's kind of panicked. Uh, and Jess organises some food and drinks. I yep. organise a live band. Yes. Jess, what are we eating this week? Poison. Um, <laughs> okay, nice. Cactus-style poison. Yeah, that pickled pear. Yeah. Mm. But, oh, no, I've just got pickled pears. Okay, that's probably better um, than poison, yeah. yeah. But... Uh, one in eight is poisoned. <laughs> I like a bit of a gamble with yeah, my food. It's yeah, it's like Russian roulette. It's fun. Yeah, fantastic. And then for drink, it's uh, lemonade. <laughs> nice. That makes yeah. sense. Makes sense. Because we don't drink. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, Lips no. that touch liquor shall never touch mine, or whatever <laughs> they used to say. <laughs> Keep your lips away from my lips. What do you mean they used to say, Jackson? <laughs> well, sorry, they st- you, we still say now. 
as we all say. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, you also book a band, Dave. Yes, you're never going to believe it. What? A, a very ironic booking because I book these months in advance. I oh, never no. know what the topic is going to be, yeah. but I've actually yeah. booked the uh, French electronic duo Justice. Oh, Whoa. Whoa. oh my God. Bit of, what bit are of, the odds? Bit of irony there. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to be listening to their Grammy-nominated uh, albums, which would be fantastic. Wow. Sounds great. Okay, well, I'll read out some and names. And their Grammy Award-winning album. Whoa. <laughs> wow. Or, or their Grammy Award-winning remix of the MGM- MGMT song Electric Feel. Yeah, Justice which, has done a few fun remixes. Which won the Grammy Award for Best Remixed Recording, in brackets, non-classical. Okay. <laughs> Who's remixing classical? That <laughs> they have to specify. Yeah. I mean, Pendulum remixed the ABC News thing. That was so good. That, that was so great. Yeah. Slap. Yeah. Oh, it, so it does. It's really fun. Um, okay, I'll read the names. Oh yeah. So basically, Jess reads the names and then I give them a bit of a hype up. Oh, okay. Okay. Nice, nice. On right. their name. If you can think of anything better, please jump in because often I uh, I go a little blank. This section can take three <laughs> no, hours. No, you're great. It's, okay. You know what that is? That's Matt getting in your head. Yeah, Matt gives me stick. Oh, dude, you don't need that. No. Old <laughs> Mister Every Two Words <laughs> giving you yeah. stick. That, that, that guy. That, I know. Unbelievable. Yeah. Good riddance, I say. <laughs> Good riddance of bad rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> so first up, I would love to thank from Durham in Great Britain, Jamie Collins. More like Collins, 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 Lens, Collins, Collins. 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 <laughs> Let's do the thing of call, call me. All yeah, oh, right, good. okay, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Collins, Collins, Collins. Yeah, yeah. yeah see? That's, I love these guys. That's very great. good. Jess usually hypes me up, but now I've got two hype men. Yeah. You, me. Where you hype them, we'll hype you. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Yeah. You're yeah. perfect. It's perfect. a hype train. Yeah. You get it. Uh, I would also have to thank from Tel Aviv. Oh, fantastic. Liad Herman. <laughs> Come on You got this Dave Sure am Gliad to see you <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to go with Liad So I was going to say I ain't Liading when I'm telling you That you're my favourite guy here tonight Okay But unfortunately <laughs> I didn't He's <laughs> killing it He's killing it <laughs> From Portland I would love to thank Lee <laughs> Lee Schweiderman. <laughs> Why a demand so goddamn good? Yes! yes. Man, you've set me Lee tonight. <laughs> Woo! Dave, 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 Dave! I love this guy. This guy's on fire. Oh, oh my God. God. Okay, a couple more from Perth, Western Australia. I would love to welcome in Holly Bradley. Oh, good golly. It's Holly <laughs> Bradley. Oh, hey, it's me, your cousin, Marvin. Marvin Barry. You know that new sound you've been looking for? Well, listen to this. Good golly, it's Holly. <laughs> That's good stuff. And finally, from Aberdeen, I would love to oh, welcome so good. Hannah Loveday. I do love this day. I got to meet Hannah. Oh, I'm going to remember this day for the rest of my life. This is maybe the best day of my life, absolutely. <laughs> we did it. Welcome uh, in. Well, Yes. Can I have another go at Liad Herman? I just felt, sure. just felt wrong. What about... Um, Encore! <laughs> I am determined to meet Liad Herman. <laughs> Whoa! So, yeah! I'm getting a standing O! Woo! A standing O! Woo! Thank you so much. I mean, we, we don't get many people from Tel Aviv in this section. No, so that's cool. I felt like I, I, I bottled it. Do you have anything for Liad Herman? 
Liam. I think I, I don't uh, think I could do better than what you just did. Determined. Yeah. <laughs> it's very good. Don't determine something. There's got to be something there. Come on. That's determined. What, that's what they did. That's what the standing ovation. And you were going to get, you were gonna get the standing ovation regardless. <laughs> Welcome in Hannah, Holly, Lee, Liad and Jamie. Oh, and a little note as well, Jamie should have been read out a year ago. So an extra special welcome to <laughs> yeah. Jamie. Jamie, let me just say, Collins, 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 Collins. I can't remember the, the rest of the words anyway. <laughs> that was worth waiting four years for. <laughs> I wish I had flowers. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much. You could throw your underwear at him if you wanted to. That's true. Might <laughs> find moss. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Well, that, that does bring us to the end of the show. That's then. it. Thank you so much for coming out. Anytime. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Now, there's plenty of fantastic Sans Pants opportunities, Sans Pants based opportunities, that is, <laughs> to listen to your voices on the podcast airwaves. Tell that us about some of those. Uh, I'm in a bunch of podcasts. I'm in a podcast called Plumbing the Death Star that's dumb as hell. I'm in a podcast <laughs> called Thumb Cramps that's about video games and dumb as hell. I'm in a <laughs> podcast called Baseless Speculation that's about new movies, and that's, guess what? It's dumb as hell. <laughs> but they're all largely listenable. I was, re- <laughs> I was recently on an episode of Baseless Speculation where we were talking about the new Kenneth Branagh Poirot oh, movie. Oh, that's true. That was a very fun episode. That was very good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Great movie. <sighs> the new one? Yeah. You've have, seen it? Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. No, the new, new one, a murder of, uh, what was it called? A murder in Venice? In Venice, yeah. Oh. Where like, the one where in the book somebody this dies bobbing. This is the greatest day of my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's this a third one. Like ho- no, not yet. Oh. And it's like horror themed. Somebody dies oh. bobbing for apples. It's it's based on, we talked about this in the episode, oh. it's based on one of her like least popular novels written when everybody was like, <laughs> she fell off. <laughs> it's called A Haunting in Venice. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know there was a third one. Tina Fey's in it for some reason. Get I'm going to have a heart attack. This sounds like the greatest thing of all time. Yeah. Coming September this year based yeah. on Halloween Party. That's right. Dave, <sighs> movie date. Oh, see you there. <laughs> we, I think in that episode we also talk about what actors are like a period piece act and white actors huh. are. Yeah. So like Tina Fey, she does, she's not from the past. No. She's yes, from the we, now. We couldn't think of any others and then that night I sent you a photo. I said, well, how about this guy? David Duchovny. <laughs> oh, that yeah. That guy couldn't be in the past. And then we found a... <laughs> I think he it, could. You think you could? When? Yeah. Give me the era for David. I'm thinking like he could be in a Jane Austen. Really? Duchovny. Brush his hair. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I reckon as well, you know, my, uh, my prediction for the best period piece that David Duchovny could be in, 60s. Yeah. 60s. Duchovny does 60s. Yeah, I think 30s and up, that's what he could do. Anything prior? Nah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I did find a photo of him being in... uh, He's in Chaplin, that's right. Let me show you a photo of what Duchovny looks like in period. And I do not think he pulls this off. (laughs) He's playing a cameraman assistant, I believe. Okay, images. Let's bring him up. (laughs) Computer. That's him... On the right-hand side there. Yeah, okay. No. <laughs> he looks ridiculous. It doesn't work. You're right. He looks, he's not so from the a, past. You're right. Is he wearing a he's bundle of dynamite yes, yes, on his chest? <laughs> <laughs> Just like everyone did in the yeah. past. Yeah. <laughs> Take it around back so then. That's the kind of fun stuff we can hear on Basis Yeah, listen to that. That's good fun. And Adam? Uh, I do all of the role-playing and sort of fantasy content for Sans Pants Radio. So um, on the website, if you go under the Adventures tab, <laughs> I'm pretty much everything there. But uh, D&D is for nerds, specifically. We are the nerds, and mm-hmm. it is D&D. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, DN or DM Pazan, both are acceptable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both are acceptable. Okay. Um, we also do a series called Beyond the Map, which is kind of like a horror anthology mm-hmm. series that we've been having a lot of fun with. And that... Uh, 
it, it, I would love to have y'all sometime. If yeah. You want to come do we'd well. love to do that. And we'd love to do another Do Go On campaign yes. with yeah. you sometime. We got it. Both on your Sandspans Plus and on our Do Go On Patreon, we did a, a Do Go On campaign where we'd never played Dungeons and Dragons before and you were our, our Dungeon Master DM. Am I saying that right? Okay. Yes. <laughs> it was, um, You're killing what? it. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> it was very, very, it was absolutely loveful. Lovely. It was loveful. loveful. It was loveful. <laughs> it was, honestly, it was loveful. That's a really it was nice word. I like that. We're very, we're very keen to do another another Fantastic. season. Yeah. I'll never forget being um, when I suggested something and Adam said, okay, we found our Jackson. <laughs> and I was like, what did you, you do? I tried to fuck someone. Yeah, she was. Oh, yeah, okay. fair, fair, fair enough. enough. <laughs> you maneuver. I said, okay, so uh, uh, Adam, 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 I'm gonna, let, let me flirt with the guy. Is he what? <laughs> absolute horn dog she was. <laughs> I learnt the expression looking for strange from this guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's funny to be horny. It is funny. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny. <laughs> so, uh, fantastic. Check out uh, sanspantsradio.com mm-hmm. for all those fantastic mm-hmm. pods. And Jess, we've also got a website, dogoonpod.com. What can you find there? Holy freaking shit, we do. Um, you can find info about the podcasts that we do, uh, live shows. You can suggest a topic. There's a link there as well. And you can find us on social media at dogoonpod as well. Fantastic. Well, check it out. Do go on pod.com, sanspantsradio.com. Have two tabs open at the same yeah. time. Go Listen wild. to two episodes at once. Yeah, exactly. Right. Left and right ears. By by oral, does that what they call it? <laughs> yeah. Thank by God. Oral. Thank I God. I think the kids are calling them suckers. <laughs> 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 oh, so good. Well, that's it. That's it for the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having us. And until next time, I'll say thank you so much for listening and goodbye. Laters. That's what Matt says. See ya. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com